This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Mental help isn't just talking to someone on a couch. It's self-awareness, learning to set boundaries, taking care of your emotional well-being. Visit betterhelp.com allies and see what mental health is really about. Hello and welcome to the Easy Eyes Podcast. I'm Daniel Bloodworth. I will be your moderator. This week I am joined by Bradley Ellis. Chaos. Michael Damiani. E3! Dead! Chaos! <laughs> and in the control room, Isla Hink. Keely 3! No. Keely 3? Keely 3 What was chat saying? Keely 3 Wow. Uh, distinguished guests, we are here to discuss some of the biggest headlines in video games this week. But before we do that, we have to answer for last week's mistakes. Isla, begin corrections music, please. Boop. Uh, we talked about uh, Dragalia Lost uh, closing down and wondered if Fire Emblem Heroes might also start winding down. Uh, but it still seems to be going fairly strong. Uh, since 2017, Fire Emblem Heroes has made $959 million. Oh! Uh, Lost might not reach the 200 million milestone. Oh. Uh, and in just the fiscal year of uh, 2020 to 2021, Fire Emblem Heroes made 163 million, while Dragalia Lost made 22 million. Mm. Power of the IP, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, we joke that you can't fall off the edge in Kirby, but there are actually yeah. places with bottomless pits. We corrected ourselves on the group stream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when we fell off, I was like, you can fall off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another Kirby correction. Kirby does not copy the whip ability from Simon and Richter in Smash Brothers. He copies the throwing axe. Oh. The cross. Yeah. Or is it the axe? It's actually an axe. Oh. Yeah. The up one? The vertical arc one? Yeah. 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 Okay. Or maybe it's a sideways one. If it's it's the, an axe. It's the forward sure one. It's the cross. Yeah, it's the arc thing. Yeah. It's definitely an axe, one way or the other, because I looked at it. Cool. If you have a correction, leave it in the YouTube comments. Start with the word correction and put the timestamp there so I know uh, what you're correcting because half the time I don't remember what the heck people are talking about. That's it's like, smart boy. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and that can go into either version. That can go in the Patreon version uh, if you have that pre- Patreon early access, or it can go in the public version of the podcast. Isla and corrections music. Okay, boo. <laughs> I'll do the correct lighting scheme this time too. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Quick update before we get to the new headlines. We missed this by like four hours or something <laughs> right after we finished shooting the podcast last week. They had an update on Gran Turismo uh, 7. Mm-hmm. All, all, the, all the stuff we were complaining about last week. They, they made some adjustments. They, so, they addressed okay, the fury. And you can say that you really <laughs> like Gran Turismo and you wanted to talk about it again on the podcast with all this. Bangers just, of headlines. We it got just feels incomplete. Up. It just feels like an incomplete story. Yeah. We need the second ever evolving <laughs> story. So they started off, they just gave everyone a million credits right off the bat. It, generous. How generous is that? Is it generous? That's what, I, that's what I wonder. It's like, it's not that generous. Oh, okay. You know, like it's, it's all right. 
it's, it's a good gesture. Okay. It's something, you know. But when you're talking about some of these cars that people are saving up for and grinding, here's, like, here's a free guac. Twelve million or eighteen million. Like okay, here's an eighteen. You're obsessed <laughs> with the guac at Chipotle since, since your incident, Damiani. Dude, eighteen, 18 million? million. They give you a, a million. <laughs> it's like peanuts. It's like here. There's these. not that many cars. There's a lot of cars right. that you can buy okay, for okay, like okay. eighteen thousand. You know, so. Uh, but they also laid out like a whole bunch of stuff that they're going to be doing uh, over the coming months. So the stuff that's coming next month in April. Uh, they're going to increase rewards and events in the latter half of the world circuits by approximately 100% on average. So okay, basically doubling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are going to add high rewards for clearing circuit experience in all gold and bronze results. Uh, they're going to increase rewards online. Uh, they're going to include a total of eight new one-hour endurance race events in missions. Ooh, this is a big thing because wow. they didn't have endurance missions at all really in the mm. campaign you, you could do them in like the custom settings and, and oh, do them okay. that way but not like something that Damn. was actually like you know set up by the developer um those are going to have higher reward settings and there's more endurance races including 24-hour races coming <laughs> later 24 um, hours. <laughs> Chaos. Dude. Uh, they're going to increase the upper limit of non-paid credits in player wallets from 20 million to 100 million credits okay so you won't cap out. Yeah, that's good. Um, I and can't believe then, you could uh, cap out. They're going to increase the quantity of used and legend cars uh, on offer at any given time. Oh, that was something that I was complained so about stupid. in the review. I hated that, yeah. There's like 15 cars in a used car yeah, shop at any time. On. Yeah, Uh And then coming later, uh, they're going to add some time trials uh, that you can get rewards from. Uh, the biggest thing is they're going to make it uh, so cars can be sold. Which is a thing that's, that's been nice. in past games, you know, and so you can get credits back that yeah. way. It's like, I don't want this card. Just that's cool. Sell it off. Hmm. One thing they didn't say anything about, though, offline campaign. Oh, uh, it's not that, gonna happen. That's unfortunately, not happening anytime. <laughs> so dumb, man. <laughs> Especially when it just goes offline for like what thirty hours or something crazy. Yeah, it was did. more than a day when Jeez, when it went down. That's such that a nobody bummer, could man. play the game properly. Damn, that sucks. I mean, at least they're improving stuff, but... Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, how satisfied overall people are, but I've seen... It's hard to see. Yeah. Less people just coming in and complaining. Like, how are you feeling? Yeah. You were in the trenches for a little bit. Uh, I think adding the used cars makes a big difference. Um, adding selling cars makes a big yeah. difference. Okay. Yeah, that, that stuff to me. Cool. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that... More work to be done. More work to be done, for sure. Yeah, we'll have to see, well, like, when they, those things get implemented. Because yeah. the main thing is just keeping people from... from grinding and feeling yeah. like they have to pay for microtransactions. Yeah. yeah, totally. And as long as they do stuff like the like limited stock and like the invitations. And, yeah, that adds pressure. Yeah, that, that's kind of where it bugs me a lot. Yeah, it's a little scummy. All right. But uh, on to the first big, big story. Ooh. The rumored, the long-rumored PlayStation Plus expansion has finally shown up officially. Going to start rolling out this June. Yep. Uh, kind of region by region. I think uh, some places in Asia might even be before North oh, America. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, Europe and everything. They didn't really give a timeline for like when they'll be done, but it sounds like you know within a couple of months. Uh, and PlayStation Now is going away. It's going to be rolled Which into we pretty much new PlayStation Plus. And then the other thing that was confirmed is that there are three tiers. Yep. So let me break these down break for you down. if you haven't read through all this. There's PlayStation Plus Essential, 
which is basically what PlayStation Plus is right now. Yeah. Uh, that's $9.99 a month uh, or $24.99 quarterly or $59.99 yearly. So if you do that yearly package, you save half, basically. You save 60 bucks. Uh, if you do PlayStation Plus Extra, that comes with a catalog of 400 uh, PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games that you can download. Uh, that's $14.99 a month, $39.99 quarterly, and $100 per year, which okay. will save you about $80 over the monthly price. Mm-hmm. And then there's PlayStation Plus Premium, which has another 340 games uh, that you can uh, you can download PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation P, and then the PlayStation 4 games. Um, and then they're streaming for PlayStation uh, 4 as well. Um, actually, they might be streaming for everything. Uh, but there's, the thing is that the PlayStation 3 games are only via streaming. You can't download PlayStation 3 games. <laughs> um, and then um, there's also going to be time-limited uh, game trials. Yeah, uh, And then this is going to be $17.99 a month, $49.99 quarterly, or $120 a year. So saving you ninety five dollars. Yeah. Uh, so before we get into comparisons, just on their own, like mm-hmm. kind of what what do you what do you think? How does that that structure sound to you? Uh, the one I'd be interested in is the the highest tier, obviously, mm-hmm. but a little more expensive than I thought. Maybe. Right. I think it should be a couple of dollars cheaper. Honestly, like whatever whatever Game Pass Ultimate is, which is like fifteen, maybe I think. Might be twenty now. Yeah, oh, Game Pass, Game Pass okay. Ultimate is fifteen, uh, but it's only monthly. So that's the thing. Oh, this is you're where the right. comparison comes up. So it's one hundred and eighty dollars a year versus one hundred twenty dollars a year. I like the idea of being able to download a lot of these games. Mm-hmm. PS3 is a bummer, especially because yeah. like there's emulators out there that do it. I mean, it's probably not the best like total replica, but it's something. It's hard for me to get excited though, Blood, when I don't know any of the games that are going to be on there. They we know mention. some of the newer games. No, but they, I'm talking like yeah. the PS1, right. the PS2, PS like PSP is very interesting to me. But I have no idea what anything's going to be and like what's going to be there at launch. Didn't they say something weird like most loved titles or something? Yeah, but right. like, what yeah. the hell does that even mean? Yeah, like a 340 is a lot. Though. It's a lot. Yeah. 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 I mean it's it's a lot of games, but I mean we Certain games that we probably are expecting to be there might not be there. We went through this with the PlayStation 1 for Classic sure. when people yeah. thought there should be certain games on there, but they're not really owned by Sony. They're not first-party titles. I think the th- thing that is interesting to see, because the, the companies have been doing it already with like with Nintendo and their retro game service also behind the highest-tier paywall, so yeah. Sony taking a page from that yep. a little bit, um, realizing the value of the, the retro catalog. Some of those games are part of collections that are sold piecemeal right now. I don't see them putting some of those versions out there. Like, will the Crash Trilogy that already has HD Remaster be a part of the PlayStation 1 catalog? I mean, it could be. I'm not going to say no, but... It's different enough, though. Yeah. like I mean, potentially... You know, if it's if the PS4 game is in there, yeah. then maybe the they'll have the originals too, and you can do either yeah, one. Like, or yeah, you, you might get the best of both worlds and get all of them. But I said, like going in there, presuming you're going to get all these beloved classics, like Konami games. Who knows? Like they seem to be good sports mm-hmm. about it, but they also do a collection. They have two. They have multiple Castlevania collections out there. Uh, like people are probably expecting Symphony Night to be included in that, and 
Maybe it's not. I don't know. Like, Maybe. There's a lot of those. Like Squ- I don't think any of the Square Enix games, like Final Fantasy, is probably right. not going to be a part of that. <laughs> like, they, they don't, I, like, they're selling no those games. No tactics? Yeah, I mean, they've done some things on Game Pass, though. Yeah, they have. They have. Sure. So I guess maybe you're right. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But they like to rotate them out a lot. Like Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts did right. come to it, but it's it like also leaving. Yeah, or has the left it games too. There. there is language in this that implies rotations too. So yeah, yeah no, that's, yeah, that's gonna be because they almost talk like four hundred and three quarter, almost and like a no, cap or something. Nothing yeah. confirms or denies that any of this will be downloadable and like you get to keep it like no like uh, a retro game like I just want this game I'm gonna pay for it and no, I stop subscribing like it's not gonna sell them individually yeah. so that's also not happening and well I, that's the question I don't know the answer yeah, to that's I, I, something that like would you I be able I highly doubt that I doubt it as well but I'm curious they haven't specifically said that they won't be that I could see. I would love if I could just buy the game. I'd yeah. rather just like if exactly. I could buy Resident Evil one, two, three on that, just ready to go, hell yeah, but I highly doubt it. Because Nintendo still doesn't let me buy those games. True. But that's Nintendo. Yeah, but if if Sony if Sony can show like, yeah. you know, the value of just like, well, you could, you know, you can buy these things, but, but it's going to be $10 a pop versus... The whole thing is they want you to stay, stay subscribed, though. Right. So that's... I just... Unfortunately, I think it's just going to be, you have to be subbed to play them. It's going to be like uh, Game Pass, you know? You're not subbed, can't play it. So, well, Game Pass, no. You can, you can, I mean, you have to stay subbed that's what I'm for saying. a Game Pass game, but you can buy those games at a yeah, discount yeah, course, on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, of because you can buy those games, but if we're talking like all these PS1 games and PSP games, I just mm-hmm. don't see them selling it. The the ones that, you remember you said they went to Game Pass, when I was saying Fall Fantasy, they weren't, were they all the OG versions, or were they it like, was like, was like 10, 10 to HD remaster, it was like 8 that, remaster, seven, and then 7 normal nine, and 9 normal? Right. Yeah, it was like that. Because I, I could see them putting, like, yeah, like 8 remaster could possibly be a part of that, but that's not a PS1 game anymore. That's right, now PS4, like a current gen right. or last gen title that's going to be a part of the PS4 collection and not part of the, like... I, I, to me, too many game companies are putting out these collections. Like Capcom, you mentioned Resident Evil. I know they've not put out an RE collection, but they're putting out all these other game bundles right now. Are they are they really going to put those available on that service as well when they're trying to release like like the new fighting game collection that's coming out? Oh, like sure. Those game, yeah. yeah, and not all those. Those like, put the collection on there, maybe. No, probably not the collection because it's all. I mean, you're, but you're right, Blood. I can see them like they could. Why not both? I mean, you're getting paid either way for that, so that's the best. But Sometimes, I don't know, with Nintendo, it's like been just because that's all I have to go on with the retro catalog because Microsoft's been so gracious with their backwards compatibility. We haven't had to worry about that. Sony, for the longest time, is just like PlayStation Now or you don't get backwards. Yeah. You don't get to play the older generation of games. So yeah. t- the companies tend to like err on the side of like, we're going to give you less than you expect and you're not going to get everything there. And sorry, PS1 Classics, all I have to go on. They really screwed that up and it was a complete disaster. So I hope... They saw the feedback from that and reach out and try their hardest right. to secure a lot of those games that people are expecting for PS1. Like PS2, do you expect the Grand Theft Auto games to be on PS2? Right. Like the, the collection? Like, I I, I don't right. know. But I think there's a lot that yeah. we've seen with Game Pass that I th- I think those publishers are going to be more, yeah. you know, more willing to, to jump in. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's been working for us on Game Pass. We're going to mm-hmm. do it. Whereas... Other companies like Rockstar either won't participate or they'll do these, like, it's going to be on there for four months or something, and then we'll rotate yeah. it out. Like Kingdom Hearts. The OG versions are not going to probably be oh, on no, there. Oh, no, they're, no, no. They're, they're, they're it's going to be the, the HD versions. Yeah, you're going to get the HD versions but that are already on there. Yeah, instead. you should, probably should, too. But. Yeah. 
Um, the other interesting thing yeah. to me is the the language of the time limited game trials. Yeah, because I I know some people were saying like those are just demos, but I'm actually wondering like that language is intentionally murky, and my hope is that it's like they said there's no day and date games, but maybe you can. It's kind of like an inverse of Steam's two hour refund thing. Right, like you can try anything when it comes out for two hours, mm-hmm. see if you like it before you buy it, like, that would actually be kind of cool. Yep, it would be cool. Yeah, yeah I, I do think that's what they mean by that, that you'll have, you know, whatever X number of hours. It might yeah. even vary game by game. Yeah, I would say it probably will. That's something they've kind of been needing for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Like an answer to not having refunds. Yeah, and, the, uh, and, and that's the other thing, too, that's on that highest tier only is the streaming. So yeah. that's just like Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah. It's like you can only stream uh-huh. your games if you're on that highest tier. Yeah, three only. very true. I am surprised. Saw some speculation that uh, the highest tier premium might also uh, bundle in uh, leveraging their anime acquisition of Crunchyroll. Um, oh, people are thinking that that might be a part Interesting. of it because Sony's Sony's they own them. Yeah, because so some change just happened at Crunchyroll, right? Well, well yeah. Crunchyroll yeah. absorbed Funimation yeah. um, library. It's, they're adopting a library, but before that, Sony went out and acquired Crunchyroll. And people thought this could be part something to enhance it to be competitive with uh, with Game Pass. It's like more than just game offering. We're going to offer you more media for this. And that it wasn't the there case. was some speculation. I mean, it's not that surprising, honestly. But it was something that could have sweetened the deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would yeah. have been a big get. And then for me, the biggest thing is just like, they, I mean, no one expected it. It was just like day one big new releases are just not going to be on any of these. Like right. you're not getting Game Pass. No. And I don't think they've clarified any kind of time duration, like no. But yeah. what's uh, what was interesting to me when you talking about the day one releases is a Jim Ryan wasn't like this is our policy forever. He's just like this is what makes sense right yeah. now, and this could change in a couple yeah. of years. Things happen fast. But the other thing is that uh, Miles Morales and Returnal are both we'll be on there. Gonna yeah. they've named those games, yeah. and those are both somewhat recent. Yeah, Miles Morales is one of their biggest sellers. Yeah. And Returnal was just last year, just got a big update. Yeah. So it, it makes me think that even if they're not going to be there day and date, that they're okay. going to be there fairly soon, later. maybe within a year. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense because it gets people to still buy them when they come out. Which is weird, though, because, yeah, either if you buy them when they come out and you're paying for this, they're, they're, they're charging you twice, kind of. For, you know, like, or either you wait and get it through this service that you're paying for, or you buy them and don't use this service for the new games. Right, but people are buying sports games for, like, $40 more just to play it four days early. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. that's true. MLB The Show is doing that little trick again. I guess to me it just seems like putting Miles Morales and Returnal on here isn't a draw, because it's like, if you... If you wanted those, you'd buy them, and if you're buying them, there's no value to have them in this... Service. I think there but is. I think Returnal is. Yeah. G- yeah. I think Returnal is a game that yeah. a lot of people I wouldn't that, put the money down yeah. on. Seventy dollars. But they yeah. didn't want to spend sure, the money. Sure. 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 I like honestly, I don't even care about a lot of those games coming to me. It's the retro catalog that matters the most. Yeah. Because like, yes, Microsoft's very competitive with theirs, but Sony's old games like blow Microsoft's oh, it, catalog it, out the water. Like, no question, they have so much better games. So it really depends on what they're revealing. Like, I wish they at least mentioned a few. Like, that'll be there. Like, if they're like, yo, Resident Evil Trilogy will be here, or something like that, or like, Vagrant Story will be here. 
there, there's there's a lot of like they don't even have to be like the heaviest hitters. Yeah. It's like like the best good faith gesture they could make to the community is finding some of the hardest to get games because of the rise yeah. of retro games That's what right I now. Want. Yeah. Like yeah. Suikoden games. Yeah. Yeah. Especially right. two, they made such headlines when they added that back on PlayStation 3, the first and second one, but you have not been able to bring those forward. So if those were a part of this new catalog, that could be like another easy win for them. Same thing with a lot of the rare PS2 mm -hmm. games. I'm with you, Brad, that the PS3 streaming only option because they have still, as we assume, have not figured out how to emulate yeah. PlayStation 3 on PS3. PS5 yet uh, to their uh, mm -hmm. to their acceptable levels. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not the way I would prefer to play yeah, PlayStation 3 games. Um, figure it out. So, but maybe, I, I guess like that's down something line, to look down could. the line. Like Maybe they figure uh, it out, they right. add it in, they improve it. And then the other one, obviously we were talking about it, I think, a day yesterday or something about Vita games because yeah. they, have oh, touch, yeah. they have a touch screen. screen. That, some yeah. of those might need some reworking, but mm -hmm. like that's something other companies have been doing. And I don't think there's like Gravity Rush, they can ignore because they already have that on there. Please add that to the catalog. <laughs> Please be on the catalog yeah. for for that. But like games like Uncharted, um, that could Definitely I, I see that could that. be a rework for that and be worth their time to put that That's on. That's a big game. Service. They should do like the Killzone game on there also. Yeah. yeah. They should do like their big first party IPs like Resistance or whatever. Don't yeah. The only thing I can think of is that they've already, as I said, Gravity Rush already got a remaster. Mm -hmm. uh, Tearaway was another one to get a traditional did. release. Yeah. Re sorry, release. So maybe they identify the Vita games they think are worth it and maybe do them piecemeal down the line yeah, instead of adding maybe. them to the service. Mm -hmm. But I have a question for you. Like these are all like great, like the free trial, the, the the game limited time trials, the retro catalog, a huge collection of games, monthly is more expensive the game pass, but the yearly one's cheaper. But do you think they'll leverage anything else? I'm just coming from like uh, like exclusive experiences you can only get online, like what, what Nintendo does with like Tetris 99. Like, do you think oh. they'll do anything like that? Because Microsoft, as far as I know, doesn't really do anything yeah, I haven't like seen that. Anything like that, no. but it's might be something more in Sony's wheelhouse. Do you think they might lock any kind of like like the uh, was it the Last of uh, Last of Us multiplayer thing behind, behind that? Behind that it or could something? Be. They, yeah. I was thinking like. Those live service games they're working on could be maybe something with that, yeah. or you get like a a benefit or something if you have it, like access to like the Game Pass unlock, like yeah, like free DLC, yeah, like free like Nintendo does Animal Crossing and Mario something. Kart. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Do you, I mean, do you think they'll try anything like that? I would for sure think they would down the line. I could totally see. That. I think it, I think it's possible. I mean, because like Tetris ninety nine, right? Like yes, it's a successful game, but it's also not one that like. A lot of people are like that upset about not having access to. So I wonder if there's you know something along those lines that a smaller game like an Astrobot type of game oh, or something. You know? Oh yeah. Um, that could be a good one. But yeah, I don't know on that one. Yeah, I just think content. What about like yeah, like a, like DLC? Like if you're part of the highest tier, you get a choice of like a free like season pass or something oh, for a game if you're already no, part no. of that. No, no. I, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> the most they can see, Domini, is like what they do with Plus is like you get a discount mm, on some games. Right. Plus. You're probably right. Yeah, and that's the kind of, again, when we're talking about, you know, Game Pass, mm -hmm. you know, being able to, you know, okay, buy you can game. actually buy the game for a lower price. That would be cool. I'm curious if they do anything if like you that. You could buy yeah. it for a lower price, yeah, a lot of those PS1 games. PSP games. Uh, but uh, so yeah, here's how the Game Pass prices stack up just for everyone to be on the same page with the comparison is um, so getting Game Pass on either console or PC separately mm -hmm. is $9.99 a month, um, which uh, comes out to like 119 yearly. 
and, but that doesn't include Xbox Live Gold, which is oh, it a separate nine ninety nine a month. Okay. Oh. Uh, or you can do twenty four ninety nine for three months. Yeah. But they got rid of the yearly option yeah. for, for gold for new subscribers. If you already have it, you still get charged the yearly amount, but okay. they don't have any yearly uh, for new people anymore. Or, and then there's Game Pass Ultimate, which includes Xbox Live and both versions of Game mm-hmm. Pass. Uh, that's $14.99 a month, which comes out to 180 yearly. And as far as I can tell, like, that's it. You, yeah, $15 that's a it. month, that's that's yeah, the price. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so... Uh, there, yeah, there's no annual option right now, so that's a big difference there. Yeah, 180 is, yeah. per year versus 120 per year. If you're doing that, and Jim Ryan says that more than two thirds of their subscribers are annual subs on PlayStation. Yeah, so it, it does make a difference, and it's mm-hmm. not something like I don't want to see that like recurring bill like every month. Usually, yeah, like, it hurts. It's just get it over with at the yeah. beginning of the year or whatever. I can see the opposite though, where some people are like, oh, big 120 dollar yes. bill, yeah. This is also important because it doesn't seem there's a, there's no way out of it if you don't like it. For example, we just went we went through this last year with the expansion pass for Nintendo Switch. It was only yearly. The there was time. there no there was no monthly, and a lot of people were upset because like, what if I want to try this for one month and see if I like the how the emulation is, <laughs> and they didn't like it? And you're like you're locked in for you're a year. Too bad, idiot. Yeah. So this, I mean, this is good because they give you that option, but I mean, it's kind of interesting to me that Microsoft does not allow. The yearly thing, either. I think they prop- they used to. I yeah. think they, but they got rid of it. It's yeah. Maybe something internally. They, I'm assuming they've done their own research and know their own like consumers, and they've seen the data point. Maybe Microsoft's data points to people. Overwhelming people of our consumers prefer to do monthly. Where Jim Ryan was saying like the over existing subscribers overwhelmingly like to do monthly mm-hmm. or sorry uh, yearly. So. Maybe they're just doing what they think is in the the best support their well, their they their they clearly services. they clearly hit I think that's the thing is they clearly hit that psychological barrier right where again Xbox Live Gold used to be sixty you know per year mm-hmm. the same as you know PlayStation Plus essential right and well if they basically by getting rid of it they've raised that. They've doubled it. They've raised it to $120 per year. Yeah. Uh, and so, but on your bill, it's like, oh, it's just $10 a month, right? So, and and then with Game Pass, it's the other way around where it's like, oh, you know, 15 to 180 you know. So, unless they were, were going to give you a discount, you know, who I knows? I think it's all, but, it's all part of their business psychology, yeah. right? Like, yeah. they want, they want. Microsoft, they want you to feel like it's less, but it's not. Yeah. Microsoft wants you to think like you're paying for Netflix because you're paying for a subscription. Mm-hmm. Not you're not paying for a year of this thing, right? Like you're paying for the Netflix of games, and they're trying to get your head into that. I think is what their whole deal is. The thing I want to see uh, something Damiani said, bouncing back a little mm-hmm. for this PlayStation service that, <laughs> admittedly, Sony's not been great with uh, in their shops ever um is like curation like i would love to see i said this on what's good gaming uh too but like i would love to see like a hidden gems section or something that's got like quan and like oh yeah from sub like hard impossible to find stuff but like curated and didn't like they get themed areas didn't they do something recently to improve that for for indies or something i mean yeah, whatever yeah. man yeah. like their shop is ridiculous but yeah that would be fun yeah I think, um, yeah, I think the thing that's weirdest to me is to have having a third tier. I feel like 
three is just like one too many step too far, right? Mm-hmm. My guess is they want to not rock the boat with existing people as much. That's why mm-hmm. the, the I think it's the lower tier is the one that's most in question to me for its longevity. I mean, I, I think they might eventually roll tier one and two into a single tier somewhere down the line, and there'll only be two tiers to keep it a little bit easier. But I mean, because it's got to be like they tried to clearly... still be like a thirty dollar price hike yearly. Yeah, yeah, maybe they bring it down a little bit to like soften that blow. But I mean, every other service that like it's also video, like Netflix, it's like quality you're paying for. Like mm-hmm. here's like HD, here's four K or whatever. But this is like you're paying for actual more stuff. But I think a lot of people were worried that uh oh. We know change is coming. It probably means a price hike, and it probably means what I'm used to is going away. And with that first tier, they're like, no, calm down. But there are these two other options if you're interested. But like, you're, you're if you're already a subscriber, you're, you're pretty much staying the same if you're just if you're part of PlayStation Plus. So like, you're 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 good. Only like PlayStation, you know, PlayStation Now being rolled into it, it's like a like a bonus for the other tiers. Yeah, but I think, well, if you are a PlayStation Now subscriber, I don't remember what the price for that was, but you know that. It's probably costing you less now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I could, again, down the road, maybe they're like, hey, we're deciding to like make another adjustment to this. But if you, like if they had pulled the rug out from that with this announcement, I think it might have, you know, not going uh, over as well as it might have. It, I've seen like kind of like mixed reactions. Like people are like generally pretty happy with it, especially like the annual because the annual comes out to be cheaper than Microsoft's options. It's just the question that you were asking first, Brad, is like, we need specific games listed here, especially for the retro catalog. Like, what are you giving us mm-hmm. so we know how to right. get it? We need those details. Yeah. Also, the question we weren't sure about is like, will anything even be piecemeal for that retro stuff, or is it only as long as you yeah. subscribe? Which I think is I think is important. You know, like it can make sense that the PS3 stuff, if it's going to be cloud only, that you know maybe that those things won't be for sale in any way because they don't want to have people yeah. paying for something then. You know, basically being like those Switch games, right? It's like, it's like, oh, if your internet doesn't work, then the game you paid for doesn't work. You know, that's kind of a, a problem. But, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's definitely weird. Uh, I got three kind of, like, elements of comparison here. Is, uh, mm-hmm. Game catalog, backwards compatibility, and pricing. And so I want to know what you think on each of these. So, like, game catalog, obviously we don't know exactly yeah. what PlayStation's going to have, but I think not having things day and date sort of makes a, a difference or do you i mean i generally like right now just sony's first party games are stronger so it's a bit of a bummer that you don't mm-hmm. get them whereas like on microsoft you, you do get them day and date so like i do think that's an advantage to yeah to game pass right now but yeah, like the quite like that catalog thing can change real fast if yeah, like if they the see back like the, good, yeah they like have a really insane. strong back catalog. It's so insane because yeah, it's actually the same, Brad. Like despite the backwards compatibility with Microsoft, like how much excellent work they've done, mm-hmm. you're like doesn't hold a candle. If, if yeah. Sony gets all the games we're dreaming of yeah. on the bad the, yeah, that catalog, yeah. <laughs> then it's like hands down that's like a yeah. winner right there. Um, yeah, I think to me the thing with the day and date is. It, it's almost it's one of those things where like it almost feels like Xbox is just stupid. Like, oh. like okay. it's just it's just this sort of like above and beyond competition of things that like you don't even need, you don't even need to do this. Like you've given people so much already, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what Sony's saying is like people are buying our games. Yeah. Why are we going to like yeah, why have people that? not buy our games and just give them the games that they're a subscriber when they're going to subscribe yep. and buy those games? Yep. Like I I, I it. 
Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, yeah, as a consumer, sure, I would, yeah. I would take it in a heartbeat. It's like the Nintendo method. But I can't see the reasoning yeah, they, like, for them. They ain't going to lower think, yeah, those we, prices. We, like, we always knew Sony was probably never going to do this, at least up front at mm-hmm. the gates. And if Nintendo ever did something similar, they also would not yeah. allow this. Yeah. No do. way. Yeah. They'd be the most restrictive with <laughs> yeah, their catalog as well, like, for, for that. But, yeah, I do think you know, Microsoft is being a little overly generous with it, but... I mean, they've got more data. They've been doing it longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say they don't make changes either? But I, I think they probably feel this is what they need to do, and they're doing it for a certain reason because something told them this makes sense. It might uh, us. It seems ludicrous, but to them, yeah. just, well, it's aggressive, is what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like you're you're gonna make it so that people cannot turn this down. It was almost like some of the streaming agreements for movies when they were like day and date in theater, like Warner Bros. day and date theater and, and, and on their streaming service. I mean, that led to a lot of conflicts and lawsuits about mm-hmm. that, but... Everyone's pretty. Oh, I get to watch all these Warner Brothers movies the same date yeah. in my home? I'm like, sure, I'm going to do that. And it's like... But, I mean... They, they have to get the data to make a decision on that until you actually do it. I don't think you actually know. So just like you said, Jim Ryan said there like things can change in terms of like the whatever release window gaps going to be between a new release uh, for a game. And when it comes to PlayStation Plus premium, that might shrink, even might become a day one. Microsoft can go the opposite way. They might start saying, hey, we'd like to have like a 30, a 15 day window, 30 day window, 45 day window of difference between the home console launch and when it appears on that. And I think people will be upset about it, but I, I, I still think as long as it ends up there in a reasonable time, people will still stick with that. Like you're, you, yeah. you, I get what you mean by kind of like stupid aggressive. It's like you are losing, leaving money on the table for like people who will pay like almost absolutely anything. As you said, like uh, people paying for early access, paying even higher price than like MSRP or the the standard edition right. for like premium and the deluxe editions just to get those two, three, four days early access. I mean, you're, you're they're not really capitalizing on, I guess. I don't know, man. I say this all the time, but I think that Microsoft is the most forward thinking of all of them because like what's the digital purchase? Like you don't own a game that you're buying. You own like the temporary license to play it. If it's a digital purchase, kind of, depending on how you look at it, they could just take it away. If you lose the thing that like, you cannot re-download it. So like everything being a subscription is I think where we're heading anyway. And Microsoft is just like getting us used to it. So mm-hmm. to me, I've, it seems forward thinking. I think everything streaming is, will not be the future. I think people are still going to buy stuff no matter what on game consoles. Right. Yeah, I this isn't really about streaming, but it's about whether you actually like access own it. a game. Yeah. Not literally streaming it, but like you don't physically like own the game. Subscription right. based, but it's like you're yeah. not. You don't have a time limit necessarily. Like you don't have to be a subscribed to play this game if you buy right. it digitally. Still, like the games I bought on my PS3 a long time ago, I can still play digitally. Right, on there. and I think that is actually an important point because you know with these services with Game Pass, you know if they announce that in three weeks that game's going away, like you don't have any rights. To that when yeah. it goes away, it goes away. Yeah. Whereas you know, like even when we look at the Wii and the Wii U shop, it's like, well, if you bought that game, you can still download it. They're keeping those things running till who knows how long. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like think about PT though. I know you didn't but, buy like, it, but they took if it away. I have it on my hard drive, right? But that's because because you didn't buy it, then they they could do that, right? Yeah, that's yeah. true. It was free, yeah. But it's like if it's on my hard drive, I'll have it as long as my hard drive doesn't blow up or something. Right. Yeah, right now it seems to be more the exception than the norm. Even yep. with digital purchases, like it, it has happened, and so there, it obviously raises concerns about if this ever gets more widespread. But I also think 
physical releases aren't safeguarded anymore either. Nope. Like sis- yeah, companies can absolutely in, yeah. lock out your physical disc if they want to yeah. within a system update that says sure can. you detect that game, just tell it not to run it. And like you can't even get updates sometimes for games. Like if you want to play it and it's like, well, you needed this update mm-hmm. as well. So I mean, physical isn't a safeguard anymore like it used to be on older consoles. So I think Unfortunately, this is probably the way it's going. But I agree with you, Isla, though. Like, I do think Microsoft was doing out of this out of, like, they have a very specific vision for mm-hmm. how we're, where gaming is going. Yeah. And it's not about, it's a service. Everything is going to be a service. Even the hardware is going to be irrelevant. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to even be in the hardware business. You just need to have your platform on other people's hardware. Mm-hmm. And, I just think like, yeah. like 20 years from now when the internet is literally everywhere and really fast, the idea of buying something digitally will be silly. I think like Gen Zero or whoever comes after Z is going to be like, because already like you were talking about last time, Damiani, like they don't do controllers, you know, like they're all screen. And yeah. it's like, I think that the idea of ownership is just going to like be a weird notion in certain fields like yeah. digital media i think you're right it's hard to see that perspective unless you interact with you know that demographic a lot yeah i think it's just, it's you're right it's going to be the norm to them because they're going to grow up knowing that like everything's a subscription service like my parents have all these subscriptions mm-hmm. both the movies games and music that's what i'm getting and it'll, it'll get even more refined as you go forward but like paying to own something is going to seem weird to them. They're going to be like, that's... Mm-hmm. Right, like, when's the, the last the, time you bought a CD or yeah. a digital album, yeah. right? Like, you do it specifically to support mm-hmm. an artist, but I, I would say 80% of the consumer base isn't going to Bandcamp and downloading a CD, you know, or an album. They're listening on Spotify. Yeah. I just think they're just not going to see it the same way that, that we do. Like, no, because yeah. they don't need to do this yet. They yeah. could still sell their games and make a ton of money. They don't need to make it like that. People are still going to buy their games. They have been, and Sony's doing quite oh, well with that. Yeah, we're still going to, uh, hopefully, we're still well, gonna, a lot we're, of we're gonna, going to for a while. A lot of, yeah, yeah, a lot of us are still going to exist that are used to this yeah. thing, but it's just like it's just a generational mm-hmm. transition. Yeah. It's going to happen down the line eventually, but... Microsoft's just positioning themselves to to be best suited to capitalize on it. I mean, they're not compl- they're very in on it, but they're not all in. They're still doing physical sales. Yeah. They're still selling physical hardware. They're kind of doing like the best of both. This with Sony's announcement is just them scrambling to catch up to what Microsoft yeah, had Halo just proven. Yeah, Halo was like mm-hmm. yeah. the best selling Halo or something, yeah. right? Like it even, had the most. With, it had twenty like million. Yeah, even point, with Game Pass, it was because it's on two platforms too. Also, yeah, it's not doing well now though. Um, yeah, the backwards compatibility thing is interesting because I think that's that I think that's another thing where like Xbox is definitely mm-hmm. forward Ahead. thinking and, yeah. and keeping and, and and that's the thing where it's like it seems like a the PS3 is a weird beast and B it's, mm-hmm. some people have pointed out that like licensing issues can still be part of the problem part mm-hmm. of the dynamic. Uh, but yeah, it, it's like when you can just throw with. 360 game into an Xbox Series X yeah, it's cool. and play it, you know, for, you know, not every game, but a mm-hmm. lot of them. Uh, and then PS3 is like, nope, sorry, you can't, can't do well, this. You got to have a good streaming cloud connection. Honestly, it was a good idea for them because no offense, their lineup wasn't as strong as the other, their competitors. So they're filling a gap for me in that sense. And I think it was a wise move to make a lot of those retro games work well. Sony specifically, we, we talked to death about the catalog, like w- for backwards compatibility, yeah. what's going to be there. Mm-hmm. The biggest, the other big part of the equation is how good these games run. 
Yeah, like the quality. Yeah. Not just PS3 streaming, but how good. The P- specifically the PS2. I think PS1 emulation, hopefully, Should be <laughs> shouldn't okay. be an issue. PS2, but I've yeah. heard some of the PS2 games that are available on PS4 right now, the standalone ones, don't run very well. Mm. I mean, according to people who own them and are saying them, it's not as good as playing. It, it could be much better. Um, so hopefully this paid, sir. I mean, they bought right. those games, but hopefully they have had time to improve it because I see the PS2 catalog being one of the biggest strengths that they're going to have mm-hmm. to be able to leverage there. Um, and if it just doesn't run very Dragon well. Dragon Quest 8? Yeah. Dragon Quest 8. Are those things running higher resolution, or what are they going to yeah, do? Yeah, like, are they going to yeah. do any, like, enhancements to it? Like, there's so many question marks around yeah. it. It's, yeah. Where it could be so good if they do everything right. Like, they're absolutely going to eclipse yeah. Microsoft's efforts if they get everything right. But it could also just, like, it could be a Nintendo situation, like, or the beginning. their PS1 classic PS1 situation classics, where yeah. it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, will there yeah. be any bonus features? Like, will there be, like... Obviously, we assume like save states, like dude. What they oh, should yeah. on PS One, yeah, yeah, like, rewind to be great. Like on some of like filters, the, the most popular games, they should have done trophies or something. Oh yeah, they should have done that for at least like their first party games or something. Just like beating a game should just be a trophy on the retro collection for like something. PlayStation. Yeah. That's such an easy thing. Yeah, like, be just, cool. Just give them one trophy if you like. Yeah, beat it. I don't know how hard those hooks are to put into it. Yeah, it depends on. That's why I'd say you just start. If they're like, just emulating, first, or maybe um, not. But online play. Online with those older games, because right. Nintendo's doing it. Like if <laughs> Nintendo's doing it, you better do it. So some of those multiplayer games from PS One onward, so and stuff, yeah, better off. SOCOM Two, yeah, <laughs> Snowboard Kids. I want to play some multiplayer. Don't that's N sixty four though. Oh, not some more kids. Uh, SSX. SSX. Oh sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, That'd sorry. Be sick. Wrong one. Wrong I don't one. Both those had it online, did they? But but I mean, they matter. did it, but like you, could, you should be able to add it. Because Bring Nintendo didn't have online. Final Fantasy XI, I'm curious, too. <laughs> there you go. Hey, Final Fantasy's behind, <laughs> 11 is behind the highest paywall right pay. there. Yeah. <laughs> One thing I'm curious, too, that reminds me of talking about SSX is EA uh, EA service is also included in Game Pass. Ultimate. It's right, yeah. not in this, though, right? They, no. haven't, they haven't said anything oh, about no, it. No, but no, I'm right. curious whether those, those kind of deals will get swung, too. Yeah. Down the line. Because yeah. Ubisoft has a similar service that runs, um, you know, you can use it on the Amazon Luna. Ubi but. Play? But I think you can maybe download them as well. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. There's a lot there. There's a lot to learn, particularly the games. Back. We're supposed to get updates. So hopefully when we see, hopefully we'll see what the catalog game. looks like. I wonder I wonder how the world like how do you roll out like an update of seven hundred and forty games? <laughs> it's like is there gonna be that many at the start? they that's the thing. It's like that's it a is lot. it is vague. They said up to yeah, up that to many, but it's I like don't know. Nintendo, you got like what, what the launch catalog six actually or be. something monthly updates, the slow drip, right? Yeah. That's what <laughs> is it going to be two games or whatever? Here are like your new PlayStation One games. Here are your uh, new PlayStation Two games. Like, They've cool. got to start with at least half of that, like, right? They've got to start with like three hundred games so. or something. Yeah. I hope so. It's a lot of games. I would love. I don't know enough about the region specific games, but yeah. it'd be nice if they were like could bring some of those out for all. Oh yeah, boys. that's always like a big one as well. Crisis Core, yeah. <laughs> the Gact issue, the licensing on that could be Oh, rough. the music? Yeah, and him, his likeness. Oh. He's Genesis, Jeez. I believe. <laughs> wow. Wow. Re-up the deal for Remake Part 2 or whatever. <laughs> Sign the deal. Ink it. Ink it. Yeah. So that's a big big one for, for PlayStation. Affects Microsoft, of course. But Nintendo's got a big one, too. Breath of the Wild sequel oh, yeah. delayed, delayed till 2023. 
the I think we all saw this kind of it's coming. It's the Zelda cycle. Every big Zelda gets delayed. Get delayed it's just the way it goes. Once. Yeah, could just be delayed again. Could be delayed again. It's, yeah, that's also part of the history there. If if it doesn't get delayed, I'm concerned. It's oh. too good to be true. Interesting. You're 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 concerned if it doesn't get delayed again. I'd be no no no. At least once. Oh, at I, least once. I'll be very concerned if it gets delayed any more than what it is. If it gets delayed again, then yes. Uh, there's yeah. So much to unpack. I think. There was a good chance it was probably not hitting this year when they had the February direct. It was not a part of that. Right. They were probably. It seemed yeah. more the, the options there were like they're saving this for a big reveal because it feels like they want it to be close to completion when they do a blowout. So I was like maybe E3, which is not happening. We'll talk about that later. Uh, maybe their summer direct. They'll do a blowout for it and they'll announce like a second half of this year date. But would not be surprised if it falls into the first half. Probably spring was what I thought. They said spring, year. yeah. And for them, just remember that's not. Technically, Q1. Now, I see a lot of people assuming it's, Q2, it's March. Yeah. It's like they said spring, right? Spring, yeah. yeah so it's like, April to June somewhere. Yeah, like it'll be interesting to see. But this year's already pretty. Even if it was For done, yeah. this year is pretty solid. One of the yeah. looking like a really good year for Nintendo already. It, this year didn't really need it, especially if Pokemon. Uh, they have Pokemon and Xenoblade. Yeah, if Pokemon hits its like yeah, date, it's and it's like, probably gonna be November. It, it'll hit its. There's Pokemon doesn't slip, right? Yeah, Pokemon they, does they not, usually does not yeah. slip. Uh, it is going to be a pretty huge year for them. They need to start thinking about next year because yep. like they have to have stuff for that. And Zelda kicking off next year or being one of the first big releases would be monumental for them. Mm-hmm. So this never really like bugged me too much that it was wasn't going to hit this year after seeing that direct. I think it's interesting to see the discourse about is this was this okay? Like is this you know nothing's wrong? Just need a little bit more extra time to polish. Seeing more people come out of the woodwork now starting to question, did anything go wrong with the development of this game? It felt so taboo to say anything and over the last two years mm-hmm. of questioning that because we had the pandemic going on and obviously mm-hmm. you needed to put that into consideration. But a game that has been quoted from the own development team for Anuma and Fujibayashi saying that the game is reusing assets, reusing the same yes, world. Yeah. Development proper began at the end of DLC completion for Breath of the Wild, which began in December 2017, January 2018. was proper development on this game began. It has been in development for almost five and a half years, and it's a follow-up. How many games has FromSoft put out? Bloodborne, <laughs> like, like, not Bloodborne, like, Sekiro and, uh, and, and Elden 3, Ring. I think Dark Souls 3, 2017 Sekiro, onward. I think. No, Dark Souls 3 was before Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's Sekiro Dare and Cine, Elden Ring. Maybe. Oh, Sekiro and Elden Ring. We got Horizons follow-up. I mean, we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles. Molosoft still like, putting in the sure. work. I, I think it is fair to ask if something, either they, something might have gone wrong, and or to give them the benefit of the doubt, this might be the most crazy, most ambitious open world game we're going to ever see. And that part of the Anuma update said, yeah. we're going to Hyrule, the sky, and beyond. It's like, yeah. beyond? Yeah, okay. they said beyond going Space. to the sky. Yeah. And a wide variety of new features, including new encounters and gameplay elements. Tell me the thing you told me okay. earlier. The craziness. So, so let's let's, let's have get some, nuts. I want to have some positive here. <laughs> I want to I want to I, I want to keep some positivity to this because it's only a spring delay. That's not that big of a deal. There's some crazy things out there. Like people are joking about like we're going to space because there was like concept things, uh, concept art of unused things for aliens and space stuff in 
Breath of the Wild that just didn't happen. There's even a video of that, like being chased by spaceships. Um, the more crazy thing is that the the game, it's why it's taking so long, is because it's not just one overworld map, it's like multiple overworlds you're gonna go do because the game involves time travel. You're gonna like one of the things I saw was someone's like, what if you went back to like Ocarina of Time's map remade in Breath of the Wild's engine and stuff, along with Breath of the Wild, and when you do stuff there, places on the modern Breath of the Wild map that have names named after the previous game's like zones, they get updated. That's why the castle was raising that part because he went to Hyrule Castle in the past and did something so like the part named Lawn on Ranch what if you go to Lawn on Ranch in the past and do something there and affect I'm like so basically by doing stuff in all past games you like update parts of that I'm like Switch can't handle this I was like this yeah. is amazing it would no be the way. most insane freaking out of the like wow game this would wow anyone but no you're giving too much credit there yeah I think no it's way. I think it's just they have a really ambitious gameplay hook mm-hmm. That seamless, the, they've even shown it, the seamless kind of like movement from surface to sky with that whatever ability going through right. surface. For On the Switch, that probably is giving them a lot of trouble. Like being able to instantly transport between two possibly large overworld, open world maps, like a sky and a surface and, well, and maybe more is like... That's got to be the, technically the challenging. The focus has been on the sky lately, right? But the first thing that we saw was underground, mm-hmm. yeah. which really makes me think there could be a very detailed underworld, underworld yeah. as well. Yeah. Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're making three, we said this before, if they're making three simultaneously interconnected open world environments, like they're massive in size, on Switch hardware, yeah, current Switch hardware, they're probably wanting to get this right and optimized. I mean, they have so many people working on this game. So many people from Monolith Soft working on this game as well. It probably just came down to like, this is just really challenging. And we didn't want to settle for a simple sequel. I think they probably maybe regret saying anything to the extent that was interpreted as we're literally taking the existing world and just making a sequel set in it. Like people took that quote as they already had the assets made. This should not be that difficult mm-hmm. when we really haven't seen behind the scenes what's really mm, going on. They showed it in like 2019, right? When mm, they announced yeah. the game. So it was pretty reasonable to expect a lot of that. I was like, oh, maybe it's like going to be the Majora's Mask of Breath of the Wild in a sense or something like that. Like tons of reused assets, but really different vibe. Yeah. To get back on the pessimistic side of things and they're trying to be a little bit more optimistic. Yeah. Why did they show it off so soon? Like mm-hmm. that make, leads to questions like, yes, that was right before the pandemic. So the pandemic obviously impacted it, mm-hmm. but they showed it last year and they said they're aiming for this year. Yeah. And, you know, that invites criticism that invites, you know, skepticism about I, what's going on. I always just think in the back of my mind that Zelda on two different platforms for its release, okay. the oh, Twilight yeah. Princess oh. and Breath of the Wild 1 man. <laughs> you know, so maybe. This is the next, it's this like is the, six years the by other, the time this game comes out for Switch. There's the other can of worms. For some reason, everyone on the internet, and especially on Twitter, decided because of this de- this delay announcement, Switch Pro or Switch 4K is back on the menu. It's back, for baby! <laughs> it's coming out in spring. Yeah. It's launching alongside Breath well, of the Wild sequel. It's because of the NVIDIA leak thing, too. Yes. That's been on the money. Right. So, yeah. I didn't know if you had that and you, you did any research into that, but... We talked about a few weeks back, yeah. The, yeah. Malik mentioned specific components that, you know, that are like that, that, that exist. We have a code name for a new chip that's supposedly being used in freaking the Switch successor. 
But also that was years old, right? So it could yeah. have been something that was just a prototype and or something that was there scrapped. Are the or, insiders yeah. who've come forward saying like, oh, remember those reports two years ago about Switch 4K, Switch OLED? Well, Bloomberg was one of the leading outlets that was reporting on that. They were all right. It's just they got their wires crossed and said there's only one new Switch coming. Well, a Switch Lite and then like a Switch, more powerful Switch. There actually was another one in the mix, which was Switch OLED, which was what some of those rumors or reports were about. The rest of all that stuff is still true, is about another Switch SKU that is still coming, supposedly for the end of this year, beginning of next year. So I hate this. I really hate this because (laughs) I hate when insiders come out and say they have all this information and then they get it wrong and then they come out and they say I love the speculation, now don't get me wrong I love doing the speculation, but you get burned so many times, you're like, okay, this is not true, this is 100% not true It's like doomsday cults yeah. And they're like, oh, I did the math wrong. It's actually 2012, get, not 2010. I, I, get, oh. I, get, I get worried because it like almost feels like it like veers into like conspiracy theory type yeah. like like lines of thinking for some of this stuff. And I'm like, okay, just take a moment, breathe. It's okay if it's not true. You don't need to keep moving the goalpost here and say, oh, but it was this and stuff. It's like, no, it, it was not right. Like maybe it was true at the time. It's not true anymore. It's okay. Just move on. Like we're right. still waiting for Star Fox Grand Prix. It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, <laughs> to me, that's what, one of the things about that is it, it's, it's, again, it's like, it's hardware iteration. It's prototyping. It's like, yeah, all of this stuff can be in the works and they're working with partners and they're putting the pieces together that doesn't mean they're about to yeah. mass produce it and and start putting the marketing muscle behind it. So, yeah, everything that people have reported could have some element of truth to it. That doesn't mean that we're actually getting that machine. Such a good point. We talked about it either on a previous podcast or friend code with you specifically with Metroid. The the evidence that like you when everyone questions what a studio is doing, why are they taking so long for a game? Like we haven't heard a game announcement for them. We, have, we don't know what they've been working on, how many untold prototypes they've worked on that just get scrapped, and we don't ever get to see the light of day. Like That was Metroid Dread. They had worked on it, and they we got to hear about it through leaks and, and like announcements, but it just went away, and everyone's like, that was never true. And it like it, it was. It was all true. It just, and it was, they just couldn't get it to run. Like The tech wasn't there. They weren't happy with it. How many, like, that obviously could be going on with Bre- like the, Breath of the uh, Wild sequel. Well, I think it was an Iwata Asks at some point that talked about, like, the 3DS technology, you know, the glasses less 3D was yeah. something they were experimenting with on the GameCube with Luigi's Mansion. You know, it's like, they just like wheel this display in. It's like, hey, check this thing out. Mies? At the time, it probably cost like $5,000 for one of those displays, and so they couldn't put it on the market. The, the, yeah, that stuff. There was a whole GDD, uh, GDC discussion that Miyamoto gave, uh, one of the keynotes. We talked about the creation of Miis. Oh, yeah, and going how, back to the NES. Yeah, yeah, like this is the Nintendo. They keep their prototypes and ideas, and when... It seems like it's the right time for something that maybe didn't see the light of day in the past. They will revisit mm. it and bring it forward. Um, and, and and they're always working on new hardware. They're always working on successors to their major their major entries. It's so it always is weird to me like that uh, people put so much stock into some of this stuff because like yes, anyone could predict that they're going to make new hardware in any five year period. Like that's the safest guess in the world. It's just. I, I understand people like to take the pieces and they think it's leading to something. It's like, yeah, we have these reports. We now have this delay. And, oh, it's going to be like six, seven years next. This next year will be the seventh year of Switch. It's getting kind of long in the tooth. You know, how's, like, is it time for a successor? Like, is that is this even a Switch Pro or is it Switch it, 2? It, it is in terms of a general life cycle. But, but 
the Switch is still selling out. Exactly. It's not reduced in price. Exactly. And the supply chain is not yeah. necessarily there. Well, there you go. I mean, it just does... now starting to see Xbox Series X in stores yeah. around places. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I just think back, like, the PS2 was selling like crazy, and they still did the PS3 in a relatively short time or normal time. They could still, I mean, they especially still, if it's backwards compatible. PS2, they did some, th- you know, they, they No, but I'm saying they just prices. kept it going, though. Right, I'm yeah. saying, and especially if the next thing is backwards compatible with Switch games, like, they could still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still buy, sell those Switch games. It's absolutely going to happen because it's absolutely going to be backwards compatibility, compatible God, with God, everything. I know so. it has to be. I've um, said that, like, for two consoles. This, this time it has to be. Like, <laughs> they, they really will take the word for, like, what the hell, like, if they don't do that. Um... But at the same time, you Bloodlord pointed out so many other elements going on right now that like it's just not. Yeah, I, I don't know shortages. enough about like the, the the specific chip it's supposedly using, like how easy it would be for like to manufacture in the current situation. But I mean, we just had news reports about because of the war in Ukraine right now. Uh, was it neon gas used for right. lasers to cut all sorts of chips mm-hmm. right now is going to be in short supply. So there's going to be another problem with the global supply chain in terms of chip manufacturing. Again, why would Nintendo risk any of that stuff when, as you said, Switch is selling so well? And why would you cut the legs on, from under it by announcing any kind of successor until you see like a decent dip in, 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 in mm. sales for that? Right. And, well, but I think that's where the backwards compatibility kind of comes into play, right? That like you probably will see and 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 what we're seeing with PlayStation 5 and Xbox as well. It's like there's a lot more cross-gen mm-hmm. than there's ever been in the past. And so I think S- Switch is going to have the same kind of thing to where whatever the new Switch comes out will probably be still sort of similar to the OLED in terms of how the look and feel and a lot of these things maybe will get improved Joy Cons of some oh, kind please. finally. Yeah. Um, give me a, just give me a D-pad <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, yeah. Yeah, Something like, on the Joy-Con. you know, you talk about the sequel to Breath of the Wild, it might not be that it's, you know, oh, on two platforms, it's just like, here's one game, it'll work on either machine, mm-hmm. and it will like take advantage Microsoft of the machine's thing. features, yeah. 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 yeah, smart delivery type of thing would they de- be great. They definitely have a history of multi-platform stuff, mm-hmm. for, especially for Zelda games. Um, they even have a history of like doing iterational updates to hardware where something is exclusive. I mean, Zelda Chronicles for 3D, new 3DS is one of the oh, ones. Right. DSi also had yeah. exclusive. We've gone over this so many times. They don't go very far into that. It's not like stuff you really, really want that's brand new that like you have to have. Mm-hmm. The most gummy thing they did was like delaying Twilight Princess a month. The GameCube version, so it wasn't day and date. Like that was clearly, (laughs) but they didn't do that with Breath of the Wild. They They did do day and date with Wii U and the Switch. I think they they did the right call there. I just don't think it's in Nintendo's DNA or MO to freaking do iterative stuff and potentially like you because you bring up the prospect of like yeah it'll be backwards compatible, but like. What if things run too well on the new one? They don't run well on the OG version, like. I don't think they would like that. I don't think they want to deal with that. I think mm. you would not see a big enough improvement over that. So like they don't I don't think that's what they would do. Mm. So I think they like having those clean breaks where there isn't going to be a cross gen for Nintendo. I think the, the, what what if things run too well is a very hilarious <laughs> Nintendo word. <Yeah. laughs> what if it runs too well? Yeah, when you say it that way, it's kind of funny. I love it. No, I love it. But they tend to like to do a clean break. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, there might be backwards compatibility, but like this game is only coming out for this system like their first party efforts like mul- like third party stuff obviously you're going to be multi-platform even on nintendo's like hardware but their first party offerings 
unless it's right at launch, are going to be exclusive. Absolutely. So I don't see them, if whenever Switch 2 comes out, after like a month or two, every game, first party game, is going to be Switch 2 only. No mm. no more Switch releases. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I, I think when they talked about the lead up of Switch, they talked about it differently than previous console generations but in the same way but at the same time like that hasn't really panned out it's like yeah we have had three different switches but that's not that different than you know the game boy advance or the ds or anything like that it's not like they had this huge broad like apple iphone range of different hardware so i'm just curious yeah yeah whether yeah whether it will be like a generational leap or more of just like you know same machine better hardware kind True. of thing yeah and caveat this all because I said it myself and I wouldn't be taking my own advice trying to predict what Nintendo's going to do Impossible. is a fool's exactly. errand so like yeah Impossible. we're all I'm arguing this but like that reality is like VR goggles out of cardboard face. right yeah so, it's like yeah. they might do something completely <laughs> different and wow us all uh, but back- PC ports PC ports please no. it'll no, never happen it's not happening it's not happening just do it but are, are you glad now that like we don't have to worry about a Breath of the Wild sequel versus Elden Ring game of the year debate no <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, Ragnarok's the only one with a shot now, right? Yeah. There we know if, if I that guess. comes out. Starfield, maybe. Yeah, I doubt that's Starfield's gonna be so maybe. buggy, dude. I want Starfield to be sick. I could see Starfield getting pushed too. I think. Yeah. I think. I think both of them could very easily could get pushed. Starfield, mm-hmm. I really don't think is hitting well, this. Bethesda should push it if it needs it. Yes, please. I am very happy they came out and said it this early, though. The delay. Um, doing Good this, point, yeah. Doing yeah. this announcement at this point. It just seemed like out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. Yeah, it felt like out of nowhere. It was also kind of like, I think, the same time they gave the last update, like an anime oh, video okay. like this. It might have been around the same time-ish. Um, but it also makes me think they've known for a while this was they've hitting known. 20. I almost think back at E3 last year, they're like, eh, it yeah. still has a slim chance, but probably not. I mean, the <laughs> fact that we still don't have the name of this damn that. game... <laughs> <laughs> since it was announced in 2019 like pisses me off but <laughs> it's so funny I'll give you hope Brad I still think very good chance their summer direct this is absolutely yeah, in they, their summer if direct if it's summer direct it has, I think, they I think have it's, to name it I think it's gonna be in the summer direct I think it'll get a lot of coverage in that yeah, if hopefully. they do a treehouse component a treehouse live I think it'll be demonstrated in there yeah. I actually think it will be and yeah. I think it's when we get the name it's yeah. June we're getting the name in June yeah. please just give me the I'm giving you name. hope <laughs> like, is it so much to ask for the name of the game, man? Come on, key three, spoiler. man. Key three, man. It's a spoiler. Come That's on. A, they said it would spoil the game, so I mean, I don't know. Breath of the Wild didn't really spoil anything. Yeah, what? It means that like the word "time" is in the. Has damn any title. of their games like, really spoiled oh, I bet the game? You're right. I mean, no. Ocarina of Time is sort of what the game is about, but but like, I before think, you play that, it's like okay. I think. Anything in the word time or in implying time travel yeah. would be a huge spoiler. I guess, yeah. I mean, you time travel in so many Zelda games already. It's like it'll yeah. be yeah. called it'll be called the Legend of Zelda Underground in the Air on the Ground Time Travel, and you play a Zelda. <laughs> That's the name of the game. Oh yeah, maybe yeah, maybe playing is Zelda, even though they keep showing Link. Maybe they're pulling a right in. <laughs> a right in? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> right. They're not Kojima. They they don't got the balls to do that. <laughs> Yeah, to me that that whole craziness with the name it just it feels it feels like maybe like it's not like a a, a spoiler in terms of like when you you know before you play the game mm-hmm. right, but it's a spoiler in terms of like when they're actually going to show this 
Mm, it's mechanic maybe. off, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, maybe. Whether our live our live chat says the Legend of Zelda Ganondorf is secretly the good guy, which <laughs> I think is a pretty good title. Yeah, the Legend of Zelda Ganondorf's pet. He is Gan- Link. He plays Ganon. Well, yeah, Ganondorf <laughs> will be your companion in this game. Your I mean, your, I think your Midna. I think your, your arm Navi. corruption is definitely like he's going to start talking to you. I think. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. mm. Yeah, it could be For that. Sure. It could also be like something involving like the champions. I mean, even it's though they're supposed to be, you don't need the champions again. They're dead. They went off. They, yeah. their things complete. You know, Age, you Age, avenge yeah. them. Yeah, their purpose Age is over. isn't can or it's canon, but it's alternate timeline. Yeah. We have we have someone in chat claiming to be part of the Ragnarok team, saying they're coming for Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Not sure if true. Their, their chances. The Please window do. is open. You got a, you <laughs> got a shot. They, they 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 yeah they they smell the blood in the water. Please do. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. And now, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. I love Honey. It's really good. It's appropriately named because Honey is sweet, you know? Like, it's uh, a little browser add-on, and it finds you promo codes. It's awesome, and it's free, and it's so good. It saved me so much money, mostly on bras, but whatever. Uh... I like the feeling of when it finds... So you click on it, and it searches through all these potential promo codes, and when it locks one in, it's it feels like winning a slot machine or something. I don't know. It's really fun. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for co- coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free online shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out... The Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey has saved me lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, I already said bras, but other stuff, like most sites that I shop at, it finds codes for. And even when it doesn't, there's like like a gold thing you earn. I can't remember what it's called, but it's really good. It's really easy. It's always a fun surprise. It's fun, quick to set up. Don't sweat it. Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It also works on iPhone. I don't have an iPhone, but it sounds like it would be nice to have on the phone. I miss, I, I've gone to my computer to buy things because I didn't have Honey on my phone. So that would be really nice. You just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I don't usually recommend things that I don't use, and I love honey. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash allies. That's joinhoney, H-O-N-E-Y, dot com slash allies. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? Would you move to a new city or start a family? Through Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly with a monthly loan. So you can tackle your next big financial goal. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score. So rather than looking at your credit score alone, 
Upstart's model consider, considers other factors like income, employment, and other information provided in your loan application to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in just five minutes. This is true, it's really fast. For loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You, you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to Upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T, upstart.com slash easy allies. That's upstart.com slash easy allies. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash easy allies and if you are a patron of easy allies thank you all right this morning the news broke e3 is canceled again again <laughs> hooray uh, <laughs> i'm really yeah. sad about it actually yeah uh so we had uh you know they canceled the physical event a couple months back mm-hmm. uh and then later they talked like they would do a digital event and now today Nope, no no digital event at all. Uh, this first started making the rounds uh, from a tweet from uh, Will Powers at uh, Razor. He's PR at Razor, got an email about the cancellation. And then later today, uh, the ESA put out a statement, uh, which, is, which is fun to read. Uh, E3 will return in 2023 with a re- reinvigorated showcase that celebrates new and exciting video games and industry innovations. We previously announced that E3 would not be held in person in 2022 due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19. Today, we announced that there will also be no digital E3 showcase in 2022. Instead, we will devote all our energy and resources to delivering a revitalized physical and digital E3 experience next summer. Whether enjoyed from the show floor or your favorite devices, the 2023 showcase will bring the community, media, and industry back together in an all-new format and interactive experience. And, of course, Keeley just put out a winky face on the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Summer Game Fest is back on. Still going. Uh, E3 last year, their thing, (laughs) I don't remember being very good. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember we tuned into someone. We're like, "Why are we watching this?" Essentially, yeah, it felt like obligatory for a lot of those yeah. companies that yeah, like you need to show up. You need to show something. Like we have nothing. Like just anything. And it's like Capcom. Uh oh, Square Enix. Here's Avengers. Or sorry, here's a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's great. Everything else, like okay, yeah. yeah, we knew about some of this stuff. All right, no one really brought like heavy hitters. It's like it's basically Achilles. Uh, kickoff Everyone goes with Elden now. Ring, and then Nintendo had some pretty decent stuff in there. And like otherwise, everything else is largely forgetful about last E3. And like Stranger of Paradise, last E3. Well, Sony was also not involved, right? They like did something like a couple weeks they before did that. Like, yeah, yeah, they did something on They'll their own. They'll do a state of play thing before. It's. I liked how you said, like, coming back with a new format. I was like, influencers. Like, you remember yeah. that dreaded plan that leaked from them about, right. like, what they were going to do? Right, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, like, so here's the thing. I will say, I do hope something like E3 can come back, even if it's not an E3, like, an in-person. Mm-hmm. I kind of want the in-person thing to come back eventually. 
I think probably next year would be the best chance to do it. Dude, I don't know. Keeley's tweet follow-up tweet to his winky face was like, and more other stuff. And I'm like, are if, you? If are he you just doing takes, it? if he just, just does E3, do but if, key three Lee or whatever, it seems like then not sure. From what I understand, for E3, the lead time to get show floor boot stuff and everything, like to build them, like oh, it's crazy. It yeah, it needed to happen end of last year. It's too late. Yeah, like, unless Keely has been having it did all this already and it's you kept it a secret from everybody, which is maybe possible. I saw I saw I, people, and I don't have a specific source on this, so I don't know the veracity of it, but like I saw people saying that the ESA was asking like ten thousand dollars for indie games, like even on for a digital event, and it was just like, yeah, what? That's like you're crazy. Literally, I don't get what the benefit is of this digital event because all they're doing is like, give us your YouTube trailers. We'll, we'll show them for that, and like maybe we'll have like you a developer for your thing come on for like thirty minutes to talk about your game, and like you got to pay us an exuberant amount of money. It's like, or we could just do our own event, pay right. do, and do it everything and do it on our own day. Like it makes sense. Why digital only for E3 as it is just isn't wasn't gonna work. And Keeley's thing is probably much better suited to appeasing all the developers who want to have a digital format that that works best for them, which is like on our own time with maximizing our focus so that we don't get drowned out. But at the same time, like I again, I'm just I hope we can get back to an in-person event next year. And I'd be thrilled if Keely organizes that and, and does it over the ESA because ESA has just not done a good job in the last few years from my perspective, but maybe longer for other people who've worked with them. And that one year, I don't know if it was the last year we got to go with them, whatever, the wristband year. Oh, I was, my God. Yeah. Gotta say, every that day was, was very a, left a to get very in. bad taste in my mouth with how they handle things. I was like, so this bad. might be one of the worst run E3s I've ever seen. Yikes, guys. You need to get your act together. And I can only imagine what developers and publishers were dealing with with that crap as well. Either uh, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I just agree. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I think that It'll be. I'm curious. I don't think it's happening this year. I think Keeley is probably basically just going to have a revamped Summer Game Fest. Oh, yeah, not this year. I think because there was so much uncertainty about whether E3 mm-hmm. would even attempt to do a digital event that he probably got everybody in like as soon as possible and, and got commitments from them. So then there was like nothing left for E3 to even try to put a show together Very for. Very true. I think you're right about that. Um, and so I... I I'm just hoping that, yeah, that Summer Game Fest this year is actually just feels like a lot more focused. It's not as spread out as it had been the past right. couple of years. You yes, know. It says please. June on the yeah. graphic he made today, so at least we know it's confined to just one month instead of... Well, the kickoff would be in June regardless, so I don't yeah. know if that necessarily says everything about that. Um, but yeah, it would be great if... Yeah, if all of Summer Game Fest was in June, the, you kind of yeah. have July off, and then Gamescom is in August, right? Yeah. Big things, the big wins Keeley can get as well to even improve it. But beyond maybe making it more focused, is if you could somehow just be allowed to advertise Nintendo's thing as being part of it, even though Nintendo yeah. controls it. Like, he has n- no involvement other than you can put it on your website. And Sony. If he can get Nintendo and Sony to at least be a part of it Play in some capacity, participant, like... Yeah. It's over. Keely's like Keely's got yeah, it in the Keely bag, won. and then he'll have the keys for next year. Like I don't care what the ESA thinks they're gonna do next year. I mean, it might lead to an interesting showdown because ESA, I don't like contractually and stuff. They might try and, and leverage their 
so-called power or whatever on publishers and try and like be like you're going to be penalized if you go with Keeley or something? I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, I don't think that they can because like, EA yeah, can is they? still part of ESA and they were stopped participating yeah, in the like, that's so. the thing. Like, I don't think they have any real power. Like, everyone just does whatever they want. Yeah. Like, we're like Microsoft, we're not at E3, but we're at E3 because we don't like you, ESA. So They probably have whatever contracts with the convention center. Yeah, so, that- like. Keely couldn't take that away from them. Yeah, and I'm not like it doesn't even need to be at the like LA convention. Like even if like, I mean the biggest troll would be if Keely can get like another week like after or before at the LA convention center. So like Ethan's like <laughs> ESA is like you can't do it this week. We got it. He goes well, I got the week after, baby. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go over here and do it then. But plenty of other avenues. I yeah. mean Keely I can make see, it happen anywhere. Yeah, I could see Keely doing like a PSX scale thing in a in hotel or, or yeah, yeah in Anaheim or whatever. Yeah, he's Keely, man. He's yeah, gonna do it. He's the, gonna do whatever. The thing I wonder about is, you know, and it'd be great to like to talk to him because because I don't know that he would actually want to organize like a big physical huge event like that. But I hear they make a lot of money. He was involved in the the E3 awards all of those mm-hmm. years, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if 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 that's kind of the component is like, well, we we want to get people back in, people to get hands on. You know, but not have to deal with like all of the headache of having the public show up and all of that kind of oh thing. Oh my god! So. No, exactly. <laughs> and I think Keeley is wise enough and wise enough to put people smart enough around him who know about every other con- major convention, how they do their formats. We've been to two of them. How how right. Tokyo Game Show and G in uh, not GC, Gamescom, Gamescom yeah. handles how it handles public and press. Literally, just cherry pick the best of both worlds there and create a newer North American convention that. Leverages that so that can uh, media and uh, industry people are satisfied, happy, but the public gets to go in there and happy, and there's no more butting heads. Like, how many times we see tweets when the public was allowed in, like, oh no, like, gonna make our jobs harder and everything, because now right. we have to, like, you don't get an appointment for something, don't even bother, because, like, the line right. is gonna be Because you have to ever. use, like, the Sony app to do the, the, oh, the weird little dumb so appointment bad, things, or yeah. the Nintendo did that too, kind of. Yeah, and like it'd be, it would be so much better just to go to like if you're uh, media, you get you know two they do it through a or portal whatever. or something like that. There are so many ways that have like been that have come to fruition that like could leverage to be in, to improve a convention experience. Um, that a lot of it could just be taken care of in advance. I mean, I think I I, I really hope Keeley tries to do that next year. As for this year, I think the best thing. To come out of this is that like if Keeley gets all uh, did secure all the major publishers and like it is a focused truncated th- uh, a, a month per- perhaps or even like I it doesn't even need to be a week like if you could do it over two weeks I'd be like mm-hmm. thrilled with even that but if it's a month so be it um, but I, I mean I don't know uh, Keeley seems like the best person I just don't mm-hmm. you, I just don't know anyone else who could like step in maybe other than him if the ESA just like can't get their act together and like this is just like they're just like blowing smoke with this freaking press release like oh yeah we'll be back next year we got great plans and stuff it's like you, you probably don't you, you don't like we don't <laughs> trust we don't believe you one bit get out of here <laughs> yeah i mean he game awards man he's like whether you like it or not he's a face of gaming like one of the faces of gaming like this guy's proven like that he can do stuff like the game awards every year just keeps going up and up so his credibility is going up it seems like all these developers and publishers like him they all show up to the Game Awards usually in some way. Like Nintendo shown a lot of big stuff there before. So yeah. I don't see why not they wouldn't do something with him. Yeah. He's definitely been able to make a big show yeah. out of everything. You know, and that's sort of, you know, that's that's why like 
figuring out what the physical component of E3 would be like in the future is, is sort of the hardest part because, you know, in, in a lot of ways, like the industry has moved past really needing <laughs> us, really needing the media or yeah. anything because, the, you know, when we first started going to E3, it's like, like game trailers, you didn't you didn't go to game trailers to watch our reactions to the press conferences. Yeah, you went to game trailers to watch the press conferences. Yep. You know, you, you could only watch the press conferences if you were game trailers or G four or GameSpot or IGN. Like that, that was it. The publishers weren't putting that stuff out there. YouTube couldn't handle that stuff. Yeah. Twitch didn't exist. Dev, dev walkthroughs like they don't need. Us right for that anymore. Yeah, and then can yeah. prep. They can prep all of that stuff in advance and have it controlled and nothing go wrong and no games crashing and yeah. I, I see that like that's definitely like has been the future. It's a it's a present. It's not even the future. It's the present right now. Yeah, what potentially could be the future and like I just want to see with all of our experience what the or kind of our inside knowledge a little bit about like how game publishers like work with their games. The pushback against the idea, I've seen a lot of like people on the outside of the industry who want to know why wouldn't they just like put out the demos on their systems and like make them playable to everyone? Why do you even need to go to a convention center anymore when like Nintendo, Sony, Microsoft, and all the other third party publishers could just release E3 demos on their systems, time limited, and lock you out from them? Like, why wouldn't. You know, com- why wouldn't that be? They're still way? very unstable, and they're still using a lot of debug commands. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. I think I know yeah, the yeah, answer. Yeah. It's just like to explain. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think some form of that could take place. I think particularly with the last two years, what we what we've done in mm-hmm. terms of demos with streaming and Parsec and all of that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, I I think that kind of thing with you know PlayStation now and with the Xbox Cloud, you know becoming more prevalent that yeah maybe they could start dabbling in that but yeah i just don't know if we're quite there yet and i in in terms of like just the game codes themselves i don't know that they would do that with anything that isn't going to come out like before october what about the the thing that's like blown up in the last few years the the e3 kind of like falling out is just rise of people consuming their game coverage not even from like the likes of us but like Twitch streamers, influencers, right. YouTubers, like, yeah. VTubers, even VTubers. Like, well, that's when we've done the the one e, the last time that E3 was there. Yeah, Twitch had a huge booth where people could basically like go in and stream from there um, and give people updates. We did uh, Warner Brothers, like Brandon streamed to our account from the Warner Brothers booth uh, with like Lego, some Lego game. I forget which Lego game it was. So like yeah, them having more of those kinds of hooks in that's 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 a lot of so when money with those yeah, internet connections so, for sure exactly when E three says influencers I think they're just using a buzzword and they don't really understand how to really leverage that whereas I think game companies who have those people already working with influencers like Twitch content creators as well and have that verified list of people they know who they like to work with bringing them in to be involved it's like. Rather than like having like traditional like the replacing the traditional media, like we go write a hands-on preview or we come back to the studio and we discuss that. Rather than having that, it's like they have some of the biggest Twitch streamers or content creators come those days and play it and like talk about it. Like here we're gonna give you like here, we're gonna have so and so playing this live right now for the next thirty minutes. They're gonna check out and like it's just them with maybe a rep. And they're like the rep will answer any questions they have, but it's like the live kind of like demo mm-hmm. ex- exhibit. Right. And it, yeah. but it's like from someone consumers would trust more because like, oh, he, he's going to be honest about it. He's going to say what he really thinks about it. Or they're going to say what they think about it. And I, I, I see that potentially being something that could 
fill in fill in instead of like having the more traditional thing. Like I don't know. I feel like maybe it's not as analogous, and, it, and maybe it's like a different apples to oranges. But I, I see this with like the more traditional convention centers uh, conventions before the pandemic. Even Comic Con was like one, San Diego Comic Con, one of the biggest ones, having trouble because publishers are realizing the value of this. We don't need to be a part of this giant chaos anymore pull back and do our own specialized thing and what does that leave like where does that leave traditional conventions anymore i I feel like they're good avenues for like fan organized content for like fan celebrations and doing like maybe having creators come there and just be like casual they're not there to talk about a new game they're just there to talk to you about like they're having a panel like just come ask me questions and stuff like you get access that's probably the future of like those types of conventions but this stuff, I, th- I think, is just going to be it. Even if the ESA has a solid plan, they try and get everyone back together again. I just think you can't put you know, the genie back in the bottle with this. Like Too many publishers have seen the value of the control, controlling the message right. and being able to do this on their own terms. Right, or that the physical convention just has a different purpose. Yeah. Right? Because that's, you know, even now, like, the, they're only talking about canceling the digital event, which again last year was horrible. Like the booths were just website pages that had nothing on them and some yeah, screen garbage. Yeah, it was <laughs> garbage. But made for a great easy update. Though. But people are still <laughs> people are still reminiscing about the yeah. loss of the physical show itself and mm-hmm. getting everybody because you know like you have this and Dice and GDC and Packs. somewhat Gamescom. But like like a lot of yeah, PAX is there too. But it, like you don't even get everyone at PAX, right? In terms of like the whole industry coming together yeah, and just walking the halls and seeing everybody, and and that's why I think that like having the public there is it's such a distraction because it just makes it so much harder to do that. You know, yeah. it's like you can't just walk up can't to walk somebody's up. booth, yeah, and, see some and say hi and, and and see what they're working on because now we've got a line that's five hours long. Yeah. I, I just think that's the, it's already happened as you you listed them like GDC. For a little while, I was trying to become bigger than it needed to be, but then realized what its true intention was and found its identity again, which is what you're just describing. You do walk down the halls. You do rub elbows with all these people, and you can have a chat with them, and you're not overwhelmed by the public at that event. GDC is an event you want to go to if you're a developer and learn about making games and networking, but if you're an industry member or journalist, you go there as well because it's easier just to have like casual conversations with people and do like better reporting that way. E3, I think, was just becoming this weird beast that was trying to juggle everything and try and give give you everything at the same time. And I don't know if that there's su- like support for that anymore. And making it like media only and killing the public. Right. I think ESA or any other company would like that would was running it would shun that. They're like that's not, we don't make enough money off that. Like we can't do that. We'd have to charge all the publishers more money. And they're like we're not gonna, we're not going to pay that money. We're just going to pull out and do our own thing. Right. So how do you appease everyone and or keep it together? Or do you do something where you have like the digital week of announcements, right? Get all the blowouts out there and then you have the deep dives. But I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, to me, it always made most sense that like maybe you could still have like the week where publishers agreed to show up. They might have their own avenues, even for like the in-person thing. It's not all at one convention center, but they like rent out hotels. Yeah. It's almost like Santa Monica again. But and maybe, again, that's Judges Week, right? Yeah. You know, it's like if we still had some form of Judges yeah. Week before the announcements. I would probably be like satisfied with that. Like they could, maybe that is the solution mm-hmm. is they do a Judges Week for media invite only. And then they warn you, like you can also go to the public show week, but 
just know you're contending with the public. We're not giving media priority mm-hmm. access at that event. You're just going to have to fight everyone else for your place in line. And But I don't know. Like the public thing, it gets people excited. But I, I wonder – I'd like to see some hard research and data from companies about how it converts to like sales. Because it, it, it like so many of these conventions have tried to be like the launching point for a brand new movie, for a brand new show. And it doesn't seem like – I don't – it seems like there's more failures than successes. Like the biggest one was like snakes on a plane. Comic Con was massive, huge. Scott Pilgrim was massive, huge at Comic Con. They were like snakes on a plane, kind of bombed. And Scott Pilgrim was like mediocre success at best. Not the quality of the films, but like their financial success. And I think companies saw that you can get a lot of enthusiasts to show up for these events, but like widespread success, this isn't maybe the best strategy for that. Right. So is letting the public in even like even the, in the best interest anymore? I know they want to sell games, but is that the best use of their money to convince people to buy their game anymore? Because even from the public perspective, it's like, it's, it's too broad and there's like not enough space for everything. Yeah. Right. It's like Nintendo from what we've seen of when people show up to their booths, like they could take over, at least one of the halls, if not the whole convention center, and they would easily be able to sell tickets and and you know, get everybody crammed in there. But then when you have PlayStation on top of that and Xbox on top of that, it's just, it's, yeah, it just, it just, there's too many people for that amount of space. There's yeah. too much interest, uh, and you know they seem to be fine selling as many tickets as the fire code will let them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, because it's money. They need yeah, to they make money. the money off this. I like your suggestion, Blood, maybe. I think it was your suggestion about, like, going more for, like, a PSX scale thing, like, with each, maybe even each public, the three major publishers. If if these could truly get to go away and there will be no successor to come in its place, at least in physical form, if each, if Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo could orchestrate, like, a once-a-year physical in-person event just for their things... I, I would take that because I do lament the loss of a physical event because if you've never got to experience it, like E3, even up to 2019, was something you still should absolutely try to have gone to and see just once. I mean, you, if you didn't have an appointment stuff, it was probably like you'd be wowed by the spectacle, but you'd probably afterwards, wow, I didn't get to play a lot of games. You'd probably realize, oh, that's the, 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 the curveball they throw you there. But I hope, maybe, like, as much as I was arguing against it, like, that it's kind of magical. You're going to lose that. And younger people and future generations who are like looking to like, uh, like, I don't know. It drew a lot of, I, for me, it was a huge draw. Like, like aspiring to work in the industry. It's like, Ooh, this thing looks so cool. Like all right. the newest games are there, man, from like Nintendo and Sony and like square. Like, and I get to play them early. Oh man. And like, look at these booths, the Zelda booth in 2005 for Twilight Princess. I, I mean, I was still in school seeing mm. videos on IGN of the booth tours. And that was like, it's like freaking Disneyland for video games. Yeah. Like, let me yeah, go there. Just, let me in, booth. please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, E3, find some way to make it happen, even if it's yeah, just, just even if it's Keely, just for us. For God's <laughs> sakes, just bring something back like it. Give us a press day, though. Don mm-hmm. and I were just reminiscing the Luigi man, Luigi's Mansion one was so oh, good, yeah. was so good. But it, but that's the thing. Even by that point, the public was so present. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get to experience yeah, that. There's like no way it. I was going to bother with trying to get yeah. into that thing. Yeah. Oh, well, they let you go through, or at least because we had a camera, they let us go through it and like look around and film and stuff, which I was happy they let us do. Nice. Uh, somewhat unexpected announcement. 
Hyperlight Breaker. Yeah. yeah. So we we got a heads up that Hyperlight Drifter was going to have like this anniversary presentation on G4. But I, I did you have any idea that they would? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I thought I, I ask you, but my uh, I I'm friends with like the head of this studio and like some other people that my best friend is like who works works there. Not the head, but one of the other people is like my best friend. Uh so yeah, I knew they were working on another Hyperlight game, but I hadn't seen it and I didn't know what it was other than that. Right. Um, but I knew I've known about that for I've had to keep my mouth shut like six times about this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for the rest of us though, like I think Solar Ash just came out. It didn't yeah. seem like they would be ready yeah. To, yeah. to have another game. Uh and this game it's uh coming to early access next year. Um and it looks it looks like those two things merged mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, it does. You know, it, it, it's got kind of the, the sort of 3D representation of solar hyperlight. Ash. Well, oh. I mean, the, the 3D movement and stuff of, of Solar Ash, but then like the representation oh, of the visual yeah, yeah. style of it Hyperlight just, Drifter. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was like 3D Hyperlight Drifter when I saw it. Yeah. Um, and then um, the trailer is is mostly um, kind of like a... like. The, outside outsourced uh, animation mm-hmm. there's a little bit of reveal at the end mm-hmm. just a quick like stepping up like gameplay shot um, but then the steam page has some screenshots on there um, there's some interesting uh, bits of combat uh, there's a gif of uh, them walking and dashing there's a dashing was a big part of, of hyperlight drifter mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was there's uh, oh there's a hoverboard um, on the Steam page, they talk about wall dashing, hoverboard, and glider. Um, so glider to me says that they're probably going to go Big area higher up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there is ruined cities, but there's also like a beach, some more natural environments. There's a lit up uh, neon glow of the dungeon, which is it's definitely similar to mm-hmm. the first game, but in 3D. Uh, but there was also like a shot of like a city like that was lit up that didn't look like it was just decrepit and mm-hmm. ruined, and so that'd be interesting to to see what that's yeah. all about. Uh, there's a house, ooh, essentially like a player housing uh, yeah. with like swords on the wall, but also like a computer and a couch and stuff. Uh, and then uh, one of the the big things is that it's going to be single player or online co-op. Yeah, yeah, that surprised me. And I was they, like, "Whoa!" They didn't say how many players. Hmm. So interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. The key art has five. So who oh, knows? True. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. All, I was also surprised to see Gearbox and is publishing this. Or yeah, something? Gearbox I Publishing. I didn't know they had because I think Annapurna did Solar Edge. Yes. Um. So that was kind of interesting news. Yeah. Um, some things they said on their Tumblr, of all things. I had to log into Tumblr to read what? this Tumblr. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, that uh, they wanted to get back to uh, doing community updates. They kind of felt like with Solar Ash, they were just sort of in this box, you know, sort of by themselves. And uh, and so they want to get back to what they did with Hyperlight Drifter, to where they're doing kind of like an ongoing development blog and seeing what people think of the game as they make it. Uh, they did kind of reaffirm that they're a multi-project studio now so that we'll see more, more? than this yeah. to come Good stuff. Um, outside of this game. Uh, they say it's neither a sequel nor a prequel. Uh, it's Ooh. in the same world. It shares a lot of aesthetics and lore, but there's a new story. Uh, and this this little uh, blurb uh, caught my eye. An ever-shifting landscape and tr- tremendous rewards for exploration. 
when they're talking about multiplayer. Okay. Whoa. Maybe like randomized areas or something? Right. Yeah. It feels like they're, I, I don't know if it's like Layouts. entirely randomized, like Maybe it's like you go or through something, dungeons or, or something. Yeah. And it's randomized, yeah. Um, and then the Steam page also had some more details. Um, said, discover and unlock a wide arsenal of weapons and items to create the perfect build. So we're talking about builds in this game. Hmm. For every run. Oh, yeah. 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 So <laughs> we're, getting into, we're getting into some very returnalist area here. Learn more about the overgrowth and the deep storylines hidden within each death and subsequent attempt. Uh, and then it says, help the settlement flourish over the course of your journey. Your accomplishments will introduce new colorful characters and permanent upgrades to the hub. Ooh, nice. So it's like um, Loop Hero or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe on that line, too. Um, and then, uh, and also kind of Hades element here. Visit settlers between each run and discover the unique evolving stories. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Y'all Sounds say cool. subsequent weird. Subsequent? Subsequent. Yeah, Damiani has said subsequent forever. And like there's a synth that's called that because it has a synthesizer <laughs> or a sequencer in it. Subsequent. 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 I mean, it's. I'm sure both are fine. <laughs> I didn't mean for this to become a whole thing. <laughs> Sorry, never mind. You're beautiful. You're all beautiful. <laughs> but yeah, Damian, what, what do you think from from what you've seen? Oh no, so no, far, uh, yeah, yeah. Really, gra- really glad it's getting a follow up of some kind. We need a, like I know I want to say side story, like because I said it's not a sequel, prequel. Is there like a a good word for like a tangential thing right. that's like set? Like we need a new thing, like prequel, sequel that it's like with an L at the end <laughs> that that fits that spin off. Like no, not spin. I don't want spin off. I want something more specific. Spin awful. That's the spin off. There's something spin to awful. that. Yeah, there's a <laughs> spin off. If the game is bad, it's spin awful. Yeah, there you go. Spin awful. Yeah, glad, glad they're trying like the, the, the bringing in the Solar Ash 3D stuff to, mm-hmm. for the presentation. Really good. Yeah, when I read the stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going for like kind of like Hades slash Returnal type vibe here. And it seems to be when you do it right. It's really popular right now. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not people will get over that, 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 that the whole thing about dying, having to try again, because like all the things they mentioned that you could do permanent upgrades to sound like that's all you really need to do in these types of jo- in this genre is just. Let people see some kind of steady progress, even if you're having to do run after run after run like that. Um, sorry, the only thing when I looked, like I wanted to say something. The only thing that popped in my head was like the weird thought of like, has anyone replicated uh, Death Stranding's multiplayer yet? I was just like, oh, oh yeah, because yeah, sure. I like that, Strand that, game. Yeah, like we're working together to improve the world. I was like, hmm, you know, that would be really nice if like Building everyone's bridges. playthroughs impacted the world. So when you did a new run, it doesn't matter that you play with them directly. It's just like you see improvements mm-hmm. to like Damiani. Yeah. Damiani. Yeah. One of the idea I probably shouldn't talk about this, but one of the ideas <laughs> for this seedlings game that we okay. had was that uh, if the player base was on average more vi- basically world tendency. Okay. okay yeah. Basically world tendency. But like if the if the player base was being more violent, like things would start getting like worse and like you know, but if everyone was working together and helping each other, things would it would change the game. There you and go. then if we were making a show along with it in real time, the show would change to reflect whatever was happening at that time Ooh. in the servers. Good hook. Yeah. yeah. Good hook. Seedlings would have been fucking dank, man. I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm 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 curious because I like I, I definitely like the movement of Hyperlight Drifter and the exploration. Um, of uh, and, and Solar Ash as well. 
And so I, I'm just curious, like when they're trying to like mix all these things together, or, like mix multiplayer yeah, into this, with mix co-op. builds into this. Yeah, it seems um, very ambitious. Much, yeah, very. Ambitious. I don't know if it's too much, but it's like it's it just feels like things are like okay, I haven't I haven't seen them do this before. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, seeing how it all plays out. Yeah, it's good for them to be ambitious. I mean, they they definitely had the yeah. pedigree and proven themselves. So I mean, keep, yeah, keep going until proven otherwise. Obviously, uh, Dama, in terms of. Keep, uh, getting people in, keeping them happy in a game like this. I think co-op is a really smart move. I think yeah. a bar, pe- like I love Returnal, but I think a lot of people are intimidated by that game. Yeah. The sense of like yeah. you have to go in on their own. Like I love that, but people like having someone to rely on can really be uh, welcoming to a lot of new players and stuff. Maybe new to the genre. Be interesting if they did a a a, a journey approach where each segment it's random. It's random. You get yeah. If you yeah, go co-op mode, you get paired up with someone random, and like you get Maybe. them for a little while. I, I don't know if that people would do act- want to play with their friends too. Though. Yes, yeah. well, I, d- uh, I guess this is like a different mode. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder. Good, good it just point, depends though. to me how in depth everything is. I think if you p- get paired up with a random and they could really screw up your game. This would be like the K, the like roll the dice mode. Like okay. it kind of goes with the nature yeah. of like a roguelike. I just see a lot of people yeah. not wanting to do that. Just for maybe challenge. just like random queue up. I mean, maybe I have yeah. no idea what you're going to do in this world. But a traditional like co op where you are pairing with someone you know, I think I does think it'd be help cool a lot if you with could. That barrier to yeah, entry. yes, I agree I mean, with you. I think people would would want that. They're like, yeah, I want to group up with my friends. If there's co op, why can't I group up with my friends? Kind of thing, like. They'll make that easier somewhere, but I definitely think there should be some random moment. It would be cool if like your actions could affect other players in some way. Maybe not like ruin the game for them or yeah. something like that, but something. Hmm. Friendly fire. What if there's friendly fire? Would be, oh man! I think friendly uh, fire hyper would be cool. style game. Would be oh if there's difficulty tiers, I think they should do that. If there's yeah. like hard normal, sure. like Vermintide style. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Streets of Rage Four, friendly fire, not fun. <laughs> Not fun. Can't like co-op. I think it can work I in games it. though. I hate it. <laughs> Maybe it, it can yeah. work in games. It just depends on like what uh, your abilities are and your move set. People just want to watch the world burn. I Some people they, do. When they turn on friendly fire. Some people do. <laughs> but it adds this extra element a lot of times where you have to be more careful and you think about stuff differently. Instead of just like spamming everything. With Some no people are hard. just not going to care. Like, whoops, Some you're people dead. are. Bye. Yeah. But that's <laughs> but you're why right, you're right. it's cooler on harder difficulties. It really emphasizes co op more. Back to back, man. Back to back. Like, watch your shots. Do it. <laughs> Go. Weapons free. Weapons free. Also, this week, uh, Bungie's been battling false YouTube copyright claims. <laughs> Before all this other news hit, Damiano is going to go off on this. Uh, but yeah. They're going to court to try to learn the identities of who's been claiming their content. Dude, yep. thank you. Yep. Uh, it took three days for them to get in touch with someone at YouTube <laughs> to get the thing solved. Yo, that's fast for YouTube. Like, yeah, the creators of Destiny. Try to email somebody no. out of office. Email the next person out of office. Like, oh Sony my gosh. first party oh. company or owned by Sony too. Their yeah. YouTube channel probably isn't at scale to YouTube standards. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. I'm going to check how many they have. Oh my gosh. Um, uh, Another one we could have potentially gotten into, uh, One Piece Odyssey is announced. Yeah, dude. Uh, I'm not a, a I am. real One Piece fan, but it looks good. It's a big RPG from Ilka, who just did uh, Pokemon Boy and Diamond Shining Pearl. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, and they've also helped out on Dragon Quest XI, Nier Automata, oh, a bunch oh, of other games oh, that they've oh, been a support okay. studio on. Uh, the original story is going to be under the guiding hand of series creator 
uh, Ichiro Oda, uh, and it's going to be basically coinciding with the 25th anniversary of yeah. One Piece. So uh, Bungie has 6,076... Wait, 676,000 subscribers? There it is. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, to YouTube is not to scale. If you don't have a million subs, they you don't. <laughs> they don't they literally don't care about, about you. Like, You're this is true. Up. I've heard them say this directly to me. So, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> um, we talked about, remember last week we talked about those indie studios last week and some of the troubles? Yeah. One of those studios, Phenomena. Yeah. Phenomena, yeah. Uh, they are unexpectedly seeming like they might close by the end of the month. Uh, they talk like they are trying to secure funding and they might be able to keep the doors open, but basically a lot of people that work there are, are looking for jobs right now. The It seems like the studio is about to go under. Uh, Rockstar revealed GTA Plus, Wee. a new membership program exclusive to GTA Online on PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, it's five ninety nine per month. Uh, you're going to get five hundred thousand in credits every month, extra properties, vehicle upgrades, clothes, liveries, and an Aquarius super yacht. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Capcom is raising base pay of uh, Japanese staff by thirty percent and implementing a bonus structure based on the company's performance. Okay. Cool. Fast and the Furious Crossroads, which isn't even two years old, is getting delisted next month. Ooh. Oh, so sad. brutal. Uh, Aurora from Child of Light is now a playable character Dude, in Bloodstained. I saw this. I was like, what? <laughs> I could not believe that. That was a fan image of Yeah, first. I was like, what? I was like, what is this? Is this a PC mod? <laughs> but it's like... And what's crazy, this was teased back in 2019. Dude, I don't even remember And it just this. now came to the game, yeah. Yeah, they Man, been... Bloodstained loves throwing in cameos. They do, yeah. <laughs> Um, and uh, one I just spotted today, which I think was reported a few days ago, but uh, unused files unearthed in Elden Ring point to a possible bestiary that may have either been cut from the game or could maybe come in an update. Who knows? Could come in an update, yeah. But just like a lot of icons of like Different. enemies' faces. Yeah. Hey, yeah. sure, cool. Yeah. Oh, funny. There's going to be DLC for that game, so. Oh, for sure. Like, what are those cathedrals for? Or those uh, coliseums yeah. for? The DLC is like a beast hunting capture thing where you're going to go out in the world and <laughs> capture. Hunting quest? There could be a hunting yeah. quest. I don't know. Oh. And then, like, you, like yeah. They could and you fight them in the arena. Elden like, Mon, and you get harder versions <laughs> yeah. of them. I mean, they could just release that in an update out of nowhere. Like, yeah. who knows? They just add NPCs and updates. Like, who knows? Yeah, for sure. It's time for love and respect. Love and respect. From Super Sushi. Greetings, allies. My local supermarket put up a Marvel vs. Capcom 2 cabinet recently. Sick. To promote Red Bull. I don't know how that promotes Red Bull. Okay. Cool. How does it not? (laughs) After a day, the kids flock to it. It made me so happy. Now I'm just thinking of kids drinking too much Red Bull. That's a bad combination. But they're playing in VC2, blood. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It made me so happy seeing them stand in line to beat each other up. I actually (laughs) bought a can of Red Bull. Gotcha. vague hope. It's working. That if I contribute to the success of the ad campaign, they might bring more cabinets. This whole thing leads me to two questions for you guys. What is the most random place you ever encountered an arcade cabinet? And have video games ever helped sell you on a product? Has a video game ever helped sell me on a product? Daily. Oh, you bet your ass, yeah. Daily. We just bought a bunch of Dude, Skittles. I, I just uh, bought a bunch of Skittles because I of Dark drank 
a monster energy because of Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Mm, yeah. I was like, it's time to be Sam Porter Bridges right now. Countless amounts yeah, of like dude. random junk food, obviously. And I regretted it. It yeah. was not good. <laughs> dude, I bought nail polish because of Halo. Yeah. Really? I bought a They had figure. Xbox themed Halo nail polish. Nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Sophia and I like went out and bought it. It I was a, great. I bought a Butterfinger for that Final Fantasy theme. Yeah, I, was like, well, I love Butterfinger. Oh, right. sure, ben I'll was get doing this. that too. Yeah. Ben was doing that too. Any arcade, any weird arcade random spots. spot though. That's random a spot. I don't think know. Of. Yeah, I feel like arcades could show up anywhere. I do have one of those. Oh, I do. Yeah. Well, I mean, not not exactly showing up in random. Well, it's still random. It's still hilarious. So, um, in 2000, uh, I was on tour with the OC Supertones. And what the hell? <laughs> Blood lore. And we were in Atlanta or outside of Atlanta, somewhere around there. And the place that they were playing had a bunch of old arcade cabinets. And one of them was Burger Time. <laughs> and one of the guys was just like Burger huge Burger Time fan. And he's just playing and playing and playing it. And then he went up to the, the owners and he's like, can I buy this? And so he bought the Burger Time cabinet wow. from them, put it on the tour truck <laughs> with all the rest of the gear. And then for the rest of the tour, everywhere you went, it was like, where's the Burger Time cabinet? It yeah. might have been like right on the side of the stage. It might have been in a dressing room. It might just But somewhere that Burger Time this cabinet is incredible. was going to show up awesome. because he bought it that's, in Atlanta. That's really cool. Do you know how much he paid for it? I have no idea. Man, <laughs> that's awesome. That is cool. Yeah, wow. Any others? Any others? I mean, uh, pizza places, but that's normal. Yeah, that was like some random sandwich shop. Hotel lobbies and yeah, yeah, like whatever. Like movie theaters had them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, everywhere. Gas stations. Yeah, gas stations. Barcades. Oh, not, not, yeah, the word not weird, and it's not even arcade, but like seeing all like w- once you cross the border in any town or uh, like Nevada where gambling is legal, like mm-hmm. the first gas station you hit, yeah, all the ga- yeah. like all the like slot machines mm-hmm. right in there. It's like, what? oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I remember the first time going to the airport in Vegas, and I was just like, even at the airport, huh, yep. guys? Okay, all right. Yeah, and I want you to leave. <laughs> I don't know, like maybe amusement parks. I guess it makes sense. Like, yeah. Berry Farm had an arcade and stuff. I remember Disneyland did for sure. They had a cool arcade in Tomorrowland. Anytime I go into somebody's house and I see like one of those one-up cabinets or something, I have two simultaneous thoughts. I always think like, oh, sick, and oh, man, you sucker. Like, (laughs) you got got, but this is rad. Like, yeah. Uh, Joseph Field asks, hey, allies, as someone who has very little time for gaming, I'm finding indie games or straightforward action games, uh, loved Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, to be where I'm gravitating to. I'm curious about the panel's recommendations for more streamlined adventures. Any, Dude, I love... Any quickies? Yep. I love the... Uh, I mean, obviously, we love the dark pictures thing. Oh, yeah. Like, those are all great for this, especially if you have like a couple of friends who like horror. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land mm. is pretty short and pretty bite-sized levels, so... Yeah, I think that's important too to have like a clear stopping point. Sometimes, yeah, like, oh, I can play this for an hour. Get a level and leave. Play yeah. more next night. Yeah. yeah. Elden Ring's pretty breezy. Returnal, yeah. easy peasy. New game, <laughs> New game Plus, Elden Ring, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. I'm almost done with my New Game Plus run, and it's been like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah, I just have to Whoa. buy that version with the New Game Plus unlocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't played it yet, but. Uh, 
I hear that uh, a memoir blue that just came out oh, okay. uh, is only like 90 minutes long hmm. and it's on Game Pass. Yeah, there are a whole bunch of little sweet little games like that that you can find. Little An interactive size. poem is how they describe it. I'm really Ooh, curious. Ooh, I got to yeah. check this out. I got to put it on my, what you call it, Steam Deck mm. or whatever. Check out um, Alan Wake Remaster, maybe. Oh, yeah. That's not too long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you're into something, uh, it's not out yet, but I wonder if Playdate would fill this gap, that little tiny handheld oh, thing. Oh, Because it'll sure. have a bunch of little bite-sized games on yeah, it, yeah, and yeah. you can take it wherever. So, like, I don't know. It could be cool. I mean, who knows yet, but, like, it could be cool. For sure. Uh, from Pete L., a few weeks ago now, you talked about the TMNT Cowabunga Collection, and specifically you talked about TMNT 3, The Manhattan Project on NES. In that game, when you use the special attack, you suffer a small HP penalty. Being young, I had no idea why, so I asked my older brother, who very sagely said, Oh, it's because the turtles are older now, so those moves hurt them. <laughs> Obviously, because my brother said it, then it must be true. To this day, when I think about this game, I am positive that I remember the turtles looking wrinkly and older. <laughs> and even though I know now he was wrong, I can't get the image out of my head. Uh, do any of you have any false gaming memories implanted by an older sibling or parent? P.S. I called him as soon as I heard the episode, and he has absolutely no memory of ever saying that. Good. So any false lore? Oh, I'm I, trying to think of some because I, I feel like there's. Think so. I've definitely got something on the tip of my. I phone. had the lore over my brother, even though he yeah. was older yeah. than me. Because uh, I didn't have any older siblings, and parents didn't really give any kind of advice on video games. But just like even like someone think, from school yeah, or something say, like that, so, yeah. I would I would say like I had a like in elementary school I had a friend who like literally told me that uh, Legend of Zelda was based on that movie Legend and stuff and said like go out like go watch this that's like it's the, it's the movie of it and they just thought it because it was called Legend and stuff and I was like the character was dressed in green so I just believed it I was like oh okay it's just, that's the movie of it and then like got my teenage years I'm like that was absolute BS like give me a break like I don't know why I believe that but that's cool. <laughs> I was such a gullible kid. I'm still pretty gullible, I guess. Like any 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 friend told me anything, I was just like, "Oh, really? That's cool." And then they're like, "No," like because they didn't get the fun of making fun of me because I just believed them. <laughs> so I'm sure this happened all the time. I can't remember a specific one. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something I, I fell for. It kind of goes in with like the old, the old weird magazine rumors with the Triforce and all of yeah, that. That's yeah, that's just the stuff no, Yeah. And, yeah, well, just, like, nude mods, yeah. the, the nude Lara Croft, like, we all believed that. I'm just trying to think of, like, a, a trick or something that someone told me that was, like, or just, like, a lore thing that was, like, not true. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm trying to struggle to think of one. I feel like probably a ha handful of them, it's because everyone was, like, was, was, we're so young, we just, like, understand something. So someone would say, that's what it was. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And mm -hmm. then, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I can't remember a lot of them. Maybe about something in Zelda or something. Yeah. I oh, think about. a funny thing, because it shows like age difference and generational gap, sort of. Uh, the There's a Bloodhound Gang song um, that, that talks about Falco, but it's not Falco Lombardi. It's about Falco, what was it? Uh, the music, from the music group, like 80s group. Oh, yeah, oh, Falco, okay. the 80s. Yeah. Scene, yeah. Um, 
And I heard that song for the first time, and I literally thought it was a Nintendo reference. and started telling everybody <laughs> that <laughs> until it was funny. Someone, I think it was on someone on the Nintendo forums at the time, had to go, "That's not actually a like one of the Nintendo moderators like." That's not a Falco Star Fox reference. You know that, right? I'm like, wait, what? It's this bit. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that existed. I was like, cool. So I was like, so happy. I was like, dude, it's a Star Fox reference. No, it's not. I was like, oh. It's time for bets. Uh, this week's bet, uh, Chrono Cross Radical Dreamers Edition is coming out a week from today, April 7th. Uh, this time next week. How many viewers will it have uh, when I go to Twitch? So I'm going to combine both the original version and the re-release in case someone selects it wrong. When I looked today, they didn't even have an entry for Mm -hmm. the Radical Dreamers edition. So it might all just be under Chrono Cross anyways. Uh, Today, the original game had zilch, zero. uh, And there are only 180 viewers on uh, Chrono Trigger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Weird West, which just came out today, had 11,000. Oh, okay. So some... Some things to kind of gauge, but mm-hmm. yeah, how many viewers will Chrono Cross have next week? 10,000. Damiani. 1,000. 1,000. Not a bad play, Alex. Wow. Not a bad play. Uh, Isla. 4,000. Wow. So I've got the high. I went 23,000. Just takes one big Dang. streamer, blood. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get those guys that, ha- that have them. Boom. All right. Uh, oh, I didn't write them down. <laughs> Let me go through them again. Uh, Damiani was 1,000. Why did it go to the next line? Uh, Brad, you were what? Ten. Ten. Thousand. Isla was. Four. Four. I, f- I forget the, the, the clerical instance of this. Uh, 23. Okay. All right. Last week's bet. Weird West came out today, like we just said. Brad, you've been playing through it for mm-hmm. review. Uh, and I asked you to boot up the game and get to the next combat area, uh, to which you said you can fight anywhere, and you started murdering townspeople. Yep. yep. <laughs> and I asked uh, what the value of the third equipable item you found on an enemy corpse would be. Uh, unfortunately, the, the actual third equipable item, he got slain mm-hmm. before he could inspect that corpse. Uh, so we went with the next one. And uh, we uh, we had seen before that some things were in the range of like fifteen to two hundred dollars. Uh, last week, Damiani bet fifteen dollars, Ben bet sixty dollars, Isla bet sixty seven dollars, and I bet uh, that it would be worth six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> wow, that's and a lot of money. Uh, the the thing that uh, Brad picked up was worth a hundred dollars, uh, which means that Isla is the winner. Woo! On her first week scoring for the Massive Chubs, uh-huh. bringing us to Massive Chubs 5, Splish, <laughs> and Malodorous Sea Lions 5. Oh, I like that one. All tied up. Yeah. Let me tell you about patreon.com slash easyallies. Uh, that is how Easy Allies is funded, how we keep going. Uh, we are supported uh, by viewers and listeners just like you, uh, rather than giving a subscription fee or like all of these other crazy people. Uh, we make that optional. So uh, that if if you can do that, please uh, consider doing that to support us. If you enjoy the podcast, if you enjoy our reviews, go in there and support us. And uh, that will also enable people who can't do that uh, to be able to continue enjoying everything that we do. And we have a lot of different rewards 
Uh, you get a version of this podcast if you're a patron, even at a dollar, uh, that doesn't have any ads. And it has a couple uh, bonus love and respect questions. And then uh, we also have the $5 early access, uh, which gets you uh, the ability to submit to love and respect and uh, possibly have your question answered on here. Uh, and then we also have the new uh, $20 behind the scenes uh, for all the people that are watching right now. Hello, yeah. everybody. Uh, so that's fun. We're going to do more things with that in the future. Uh, but I've been trying out this live podcast recording for the past couple of weeks. You get to see things like this crazy camera angle of me putting cameras together in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, how exotic. Uh, and for the people who are at the $250 tier and above, uh, we give them a shout out every week on this podcast. And this week's shout outs, this month's shout outs are for Caleb, Togi Crawford, El Thanis, Greg, the Dark Knight Kettering, Nick, Raymond Wheeler III, and that one dude. Shout, shout out. Shout out. Isla, you won the bet. Uh-huh. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you'd like to promote. You get the final word on anything you would like to uh, reiterate, reiterate or that just popped into your head. And uh, you get to sign off with your trademark sign off. Cool. Um, why, oh, we did so much recently. Um, Easy X, Mysterious Monsters. Ooh, watch the weird e- easy update I did mm. where I was complaining about Melania. It's very good. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I did, I got to play with toys. It was fun. Um, final word. Ooh, I'll just say watch Our Flag Means Death. It's delightful. It's a show. It's great. It needs love. It's wonderful. Okay. Uh, Good night and good game. There's no weapon on him. Oh, no. Are you sure you said equipable and not just items? I said equipable. I have it written down. Okay. Blood, I can probably shoot this guy, though. I got some ammo. Okay, pig boy. Stop reloading. Stop reloading. Okay, here's that. All right, that thing. What's that third dollar? In 2000, uh, I was on tour with the OC Supertones. And... What the hell? (laughs)